Get ready, necromaniacs. This is an exhumed takeover. I'm fucking here. I'm, a, I'm real. I'm a real person. With one of our first <laughs> guests, our returning guests. This is so much fun today. We have Dr. Ross Sewage and Matt Harvey from Exum. What the fuck's up? Howdy. I, should, I, should, I feel like I should get an honorary <laughs> title as well. Oh, you want to be Dr. Matt Harvey? No, I want to be like Knight or something. Esquire? Gynecologist Esquire. Matt Harvey. Matt Harvey and Esquire. <laughs> Chester. Vegetarian. Mostly, you know? yeah. All right, Matt's got his honorary title. I, I feel important Something. now. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he has been knighted here on Phantasm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, do we start this? Yes, we'll start this. Like, start it. I don't know if the volume's going to be an issue. We're watching Transformers, the movie from 1986. It is the year 2005, and a new evil threatens the galaxy's most incredible adventure you've ever seen. Transformers, the movie. Does time die? Then who would lead the Autobots? And what is the secret of the monster planet? It's so big, so exciting, you've got to see it twice to take it all in. Transformers, the movie. Printed PG, open to theaters everywhere in three days. No Bayformers here, and I've started <laughs> it in three, two, one, go. Is Bayformers a term? Yeah, Bayformers. So it's a term for a really ugly robot that doesn't look like it transforms into anything except a pile of junk. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the, only, the only other Transformers movie I ever saw was Bumblebee, which I actually liked. Was that good? I didn't see it. Bumblebee was uh, was great. It's not as great as this, but in, mean, in terms things really are. It's in terms like, in terms of live action Transformer movies. Yeah, because I, I told you to watch that one when we were flying somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah. I was like, Ross, we're on a plane back from wherever, South America or wherever. Should I watch this? And he said, yes. Yeah. yeah. So the way that could work, too, because it was good. direct. It's fun. The, what is it, the 2000s ones know. were like Michael Bay. Yeah, they were tired. I thought of... I think Shockwave is. Oh, they start off on Cybertron. Right. The first scene is like a real cool change. It's just like a gigantic robot war with, you know, all CG versions, but they look like what they should have looked like yeah. all along. They look like grown-up versions of the toys. So we're watching what Unicron is coming in, and it's the first drum beats of the amazing score by Vince DiCola. Who did these Rocky. robots suck. And Rocky Four. They deserve to be consumed by Unicron drum beats. Yeah, they don't. They, they, they barely <laughs> transform into like ugly-ass fucking rockets, and they got these stupid haircuts, mustaches. I don't know. But I mean, you know, <laughs> and they leave their friends behind. And Kranks is about to leave his buddy behind. Isn't this Orson Welles' like last movie? This was Orson Welles' last movie role. Yeah. As the guy that made Susan Kane. And Scatman Crothers, too. Oh, wow. Oh, Scat, was it was his last one? He never had another turn as jazz? Holy shit. It says uh, months after its release, he died. Yeah. What a bummer. Oh, jeez. He was him. also great in The Shining. Fuck yeah, yeah. He was <laughs> also great doing Scat. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever heard of Scat. He's fantastic at it. There's a reason he got that. But that does make sense. <laughs> He's the Scat Man. Yeah, so Unicron's tearing this planet apart. Uh, not at all like... Uh, uh, Galactus <laughs> totally this is a totally unique concept by Sunho Productions <laughs> I mean you know luckily the, the folks at Marvel Comics didn't have anything to do with 
plotting any of these or doing any of the no. characters developing any of them at all. So I'm <laughs> sure, completely original. Here's my favorite part: is that robots who. Well, actually, I guess these guys don't transform in this movie because they learned to transform when they came to Earth. You know why? You know why I think that these guys transformed is because in the Transformers universe comic from Marvel that had all the characters, they show their transforming mode, and it's into like a dopey ass looking rocket. So it's no <laughs> wonder they fly around in these escape pods because their rocket mode is utter yeah, fucking garbage. I was excited about seeing this movie, but then I forgot that you have. An additional 30 years of, like, obsessing <laughs> Transformers lore, and I was like, oh, fuck, this is a rough movie. But yeah, no, I was, because, did you see, you, you saw this as a kid, in the theater. I saw this as a kid in the theater, you. I believe so, yeah. You think so? So I just, the, the only reason that I, I wouldn't say yes with confidence is I don't remember being that traumatized about Optimus Prime's death. I was just like, fuck, that was cool. Oh, it was my yeah. fucking birthday, and I came home to an Optimus Prime cake. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> you had a funeral birthday. I did. Yeah. I, I had to so cut into the Matrix and I was like, it's so good. I'm cutting him. I'm cutting off yeah, his so. It's the second now, time this has happened. Let's see if we can remember, because even though we don't have the sound on, I'm pretty sure this is the Transformers theme by Lion going over the credits. Yes. Lion is the correct band, I think. Uh, yeah. Don't know anything else like about them. Friday the 13th Lion. Yep, Friday the yes. 13th Part oh, 1. The, oh, they the dance. Crispin Glover dance Don't lion. Tell me That's lion. Yeah, yeah. So they did heavy metal and dance music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or how dancing? Well, no, it's not. Remember, it's like a hard rock song. I don't remember it particularly. I don't. I love the dance. I have several gifts of that saved. In different <laughs> it's pretty forms. great. Um, so yeah, Orson Welles' last role. Unicorn. And the stars of the cast. Eric, they really I, do. They got Leonard Nimoy. They got Orson Welles. Robert Stack. Casey Kate. <laughs> Casey Kate. Judd Nelson. Yeah, Judd Nelson. Not Kate, wait. Oh yeah, I guess Casey Kasem is one of the standard Casey, voices Casey, on Oh yeah. Cliff Jumper. Cliff Jumper, okay. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, he was already like in the, in the cast because he was just doing tons of I work. mean, but that's how you get gravitas to these sort of kid properties is by casting. Vince DiCola, Rocky IV. Yeah, Vince DiCola is <laughs> Well, okay, so literally we were listening to today, I put on in the van... Uh, I was looking up Vince DiCola again on Spotify because I just felt like listening to this. And he's I put on, yeah. he did a soundtrack in 2016 for the Transformers Angry Birds game. Wow. Which I didn't That's know. That's cool, though. And, well, and it's really good, except for the, the first song goes like, Angry Birds, Transformers! And you're like, I'm sorry. <laughs> the rest of it's fantastic. And Matt was sleeping and just yeah. shot up out of his I woke up and I was like, I don't know what the fuck y'all are listening to, but this shit rules. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. It's Tacola's. It's shit. That's uh, amazing. Yeah, no, I was is, that, is that Perceptor? No. What? No, that's not this guy. That's Ironhide. Okay. Okay, Matt's... I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to be nice. I'm sorry. I know I've obsessed a lot. <laughs> like I said, I've, I've read like six Transformers comics. Yeah. I've read... And that was in the 80s. You probably read <laughs> 200. 250. Well, however much the original run was from Marvel, I've read all of those. Right. Then the Generation 2, uh, the Headmasters miniseries, and then I'm, I'm now finally catching up on the IDW stuff, which I've ignored for years, but it is fucking amazing. Is it good? It is yeah. good. It's written... Well, better than any Transformers comic has any right to be written. Wow, it's awesome. just hilarious, and then they get into philosophy and psychology, and there's politics, but then the characters are super goofy and fun. And like, yeah, so like a villains, and then like it's, it's 
the, the war's over, so you get these weird like villain arcs. You find out more about like you know, Starscream has this amazing arc where he becomes the leader of Cybertron and grows a conscience. He's my favorite Starscream. Megatron gets a it's a, it's, a, it's a fascinating comic. He's such a little bastard. I just want to state though, like Ironhide, or that's his name, right? That's Ironhide. Yes. He has the same color scheme as Perceptor, right? Is he pretty much? Okay, because I just saw the colors and I was like, oh, yeah. I can't remember this guy. He's missing teal. That's about it. <laughs> also, Perceptor kind of sucks. So he's a microscope. He's <laughs> trying to, a giant microscope. He's trying to get kids to learn. Well, I mean, you know, that I mean, you just got to blame on grabbing a million different toy license properties from different things right. in Japan. So, which I always thought was funny because they were was the Diaclone and something else, but then. It, the American version of all these toys completely subsumed yeah. the, Jap- the original Japanese lines. They're gone now, and they now are like, to transform. They were basically they, this is more pretty much the same thing. Yeah, like for a while with all the transforming. Things. Yeah, they were knocking they're... each other off back and forth when like Hasbro so, yeah, was getting there. Yeah, I guess like the entire Japanese line is just yeah. like they're like, no, nah, it's all Transformers now. They're the same <laughs> thing with Power Rangers too. They, the Super the same kind of shit. Yeah, and just kind of. Well, I think they still, but they still do do Super Sentai. Yeah, they do. Japan. I'm pretty sure. Which one was the dude, the the, the guy on the motorcycle with the bug mask? Uh, that's King Rider. King Rider. That guy was cool. So yeah, all right. So this is this. Uh, so uh, on top of being a kid who just watched an entire planet die, at, like, <laughs> see what I, I think I was turning nine years old. They really fucking throw you in at the deep end of this movie. Like first yeah. scene. <laughs> all right, whole planet dies. <laughs> whole planet. Dies. And then they're like. Next, Strap in, kids. Next one, like, <laughs> let's watch all of your favorites that you've been watching for the last two was years. That, was that fucking die? Bron dies. Bron was not anybody's favorite. Come on, he was a tough guy. He was a tough little guy. He was fun, but Prowl. Prowl, I really like Prowl. Well, you know, a cab. So right. fuck, fuck Prowl. <laughs> much. <laughs> all cops are bad. I see them have Jazz and Prowl like buddies, and I was like, that's the least realistic thing. But yeah, no, Prowl nice. probably kept arresting Jazz for no good reason. <laughs> Jazz, I'm pretty sure you got some of that wacky reefer in there. <laughs> That's Scatman. Yeah, Jazz. So then cool, the, the whole name thing. Yeah, so yeah, here we go. And uh, and then uh, also, yeah, even though we're going to R.I.P. Starscream later, first got to pull one out for Chris Latta, one of the best voice talents ever. Oh, yeah. When did he die? He killed himself in the 90s. Like, wow. Oh, fuck. Also, Frank Welker, I love. Who's Frank Welker, strong. yeah, he's still around doing shit. You yeah, like him. I met him at uh, in L.A. when I went to Ghostbusters Fan Fest. He does the voice of, uh, of uh, I think it's Ray. Oh, on the, on the, the, real, on the real Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters yeah. Well, he did so. You'll just like randomly see it, and like, he did uh, Fred and Scooby Doo. Yeah, you'll see a movie just be like monster sounds. Frank Welker, like to yeah. this day, he's still doing. Uh, stuff. He's done a ton of voices in this movie, but he's, a shit ton of them. But he's a uh, he he's uh, I feel he's a little disrespected mm-hmm. with the. Uh, Fuck you, Michael Bay. <laughs> they got they got Peter Coleman back as Optimus Prime, which is great because it's a voice that's right? perfect. <clears throat> and then they fucking didn't use Frank Welker as Megatron. They so, got him for the video game version of that movie. Who did he do, uh, or who did they get to do the voice of him in the movie? I don't remember. Who fucking cares? He's a fucking <laughs> chump. He's a scab. He's a scab. He's a part of the Decepticons. He should have quit like that guy from Hellboy where he's like, oh, I didn't know my character was supposed to be Japanese. Like, quit. Go get a Japanese guy. <laughs> that was cool. That's the way fucking old. I like that <clears throat> Hot Rod here is just like an all-American kid fishing. I like... Even though he's a Transformer. He's right like, here, the future does not have enough protections for children because... Well, Danny, he's just riding. His, he's got his rocket board. It's like, oh, nope, there goes my skull. I'm gonna get a concussion and die. Good thing I'm the robot. <laughs> but that, where are the safety? Also, they're letting this little kid drive. 
Oh, no, I guess the robot's driving. Like the yeah. one, was that Robert Smigel did the cartoon where they, they transform the cars and the people just get mutilated inside <laughs> and start bleeding out? That's pretty amazing. Because I've seen these toys. There's not a lot of room inside of them for, for characters. They would it, definitely die. They reissued that Hot Rod figure last year at like Walmart. I got it on clothes at like $3. Oh, that's a good, that would be a good one. I almost bought a reissue Soundwave this tour. You did? You came very close. It came very close, it was, but it was like 50 bucks, and I have the original. I just wanted Buzzsaw. The, oh, t- the yeah. tape that came with someone because I don't have my one leg with that. And I looked it up on eBay and it was like 25 bucks. And I'm like, well, hey, if I just buy this on eBay, I'm actually making money. Now you helped me score this one. It was one of those they had at Walmart, they're like the ones that are this big that they came out with. And they were like 30 bucks, but it was like 12 bucks when I bought it. It was a start that's that, that Starscream. Oh, the Starscream, yeah. 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 But there's another oh, those one are too. They did a reissue of Starscream that I regret not buying. There was a Devastator one too of that one. I think the Devastator one was actually Devastator. Like yeah. It was just the original toys. Yeah. Which I still have my original ones of those. Which I was there you got that. They stand up, they're, they're kind of depressed, all my old Transformers. They kind of like, they're hunched over. <laughs> These they're are like, so oh, I'm so old. I can't The only bad thing about the Starscream, like I love posing, but it kind of has the material of like a McDonald's toy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> shit, I mean, yeah, you can't, they don't really do die cast anything anymore. Right. Like, it's still cool. I mean, you can, you know, put the guns on. Because, I mean, here's it's the thing. I, as fuck. I love the Transformers, but like, we have to be honest, they were terrible fucking toys. Yeah. They were. Yeah. Like, you have to keep moving all these parts around that you're all destined to fucking break. <laughs> like, and they were just like, let's go play in obsolescence. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mom, I guess you do whatever. <laughs> yeah, they couldn't, like, I mean, their legs were locked together because it was like the fender of a car and shit <laughs> like that. It's just like, okay, just smash, I guess. You lose one of the gun pieces and then you, yeah, then it's you over. look like a tar. You yeah, just have one. That's not good. So, yeah, this is, a, this is a pretty, like, the, I guess, probably the best Decepticon Autobot fight ever animated. I always like the Insecticons. I thought they were cool. The Insecticons are creepy. Which is weird, because I was, I'm scared to death of a lot of insects, but I thought they were the coolest thing. I, I like the way they talk. They go, you, you live in, yeah, you live in Florida part-time and you're scared of insects? That's <laughs> <laughs> not good decision. He wears a beekeeper outfit. He's wearing a beekeeper outfit. Here's Perceptor, useless fucking Perceptor. Ultra <laughs> I, I always like that Springer dude. I had his yeah. he was from cool. Another triple helicopter. I'm a, I'm a young fart, so I like Beast Wars a lot. Beast oh, Wars was favorite. actually a fantastic cartoon. I loved it. It know, was like computer. Yeah, I didn't like shit. I didn't like the look of it, but then someone was like, "You got to watch it." And I started watching. It. I was like, "This has actually pretty smart writing." It's cool I, read, as fuck. I read an interview with the guys where they were just like, "Well, we were given this stupid idea, <laughs> so we decided we decided fuck it. We we're going to try to make a good cartoon." It's actually very well written. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Death Charge is one of my favorite toys I ever had. He's like the Stingray when he shoots oh, the yeah. disc out of his fucking chest. I just like how much they included like Generation One. They were like yeah. back in time and they were, like Optimus and they Prime had different versions. Yeah, they had different versions of the characters and new characters. You mm-hmm. know, like, um, like the Transformers are like the Smurfs. I just get <laughs> a typical metal show, and that there's one girl. Yeah, <laughs> we got like, one. That's cool. They've they've talked about that in the IDW comic. We're all her like, boyfriend. They have uh, some of the Transformers are like, "I'll oh, refer to me as her," and they're like, "Why?" Like, just feels right. <laughs> so like, there's no reason for them to have a gender, but they've uh, that's true. They've, they've played around with it anyway. It's like, it's uh, it's it's interesting. They're pretty woke comics overall. <laughs> they have like partners, so but like so like in the in the IDW comics, they thought was it like the conjuncts Endura? So they yeah. basically get married. Huh. But it's like since they mostly all look like boys, they yeah. just like Whatever. rewind the tape is hanging out with uh, a 
chrome dome the other guy like, <laughs> holding the hands and it's like it's 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 a really weird book i like it a lot i'll love you till all are one <laughs> yes absolutely <laughs> I was always, I think I was disappointed as a kid that this didn't turn into Metroplex or Fortress Maximus. I know I was, yeah. I was like, oh, it's just a city that transforms a little bit. It's not a robot. That kind of sucks. You may now. It's a lazy ass city. So if this is a little heavy on the electrons, what kind of a, is that, it's like a decaying metal? That's the part Dr. Like, West doesn't like their insects. Right actually, no, I love those. Yeah. I love those. Not if you so were like, actually there. You like insects as long as they're robots. Right. Yeah. Okay. So you're going to love the future when they're sparring on. <laughs> that Black Mirror episode. Yeah. Tiny little bugs floating around. Oof. Emperor Trump will know exactly what you're doing. <laughs> I know what you're doing. Did right you now. like Tweet Core that they Tweet. did after this? Did you like it? Or uh, did you... When I was a kid, of course I watched it. I did I, even then I think I knew the animation. It took a little bit of a dive and it wasn't as good. But the episode, it was all worth it for the episode where they have Cobra Commander. That's in. what I was about to ask you. Do you remember that? I don't know if I remember. I don't remember that episode specifically, but I actually remember liking the storylines better in general. Yeah, Cobra After Commander shows up. Really? Yeah, like I like the the fucking. You know my favorite character is Cybertron sometimes, and then Fair, like, different yeah. robots and stuff. Work. Because like the same of this season, I, I don't like the trope of where like oh we're in this cosmic battle, but we have to come to Earth. Really? Yeah, it's right. Even as a kid, I was like, I'll have to watch that. I'm already on Earth. Why the fuck do I want a cartoon about Earth? Just look around. I need escapism. I think that was like Sean McGrath's point about some movie where they were doing like the life of Pine. He's like, great, you made a fucking tiger. Now make a fucking manticore. What the fuck are you doing with this technology? <laughs> <laughs> like, we are, I want to see things I've never seen before. You're on a right? boat. Yeah. It's a dude. Tiger. With a tiger. That's great. Right. 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 I never saw that. What was Oscar. the bat's name, Ross? Ratbat. Oh, he's cool. Uh, all, technically, Senator Ratbat. He was he was part of the original Cybertronian Senate. Matt is uh, rolling his eyes right now. Who the fuck would have liked to be Ratbat? He was a... Like, Ratbat. That's not good... Messages. There's rewind, eject. Uh, I can't remember the the line. Pause, record. I love this this little <laughs> bit with Ravage rewind. Ravage is looking like a badass. Rewind comes out of nowhere, blasts him. Because this was the first time you ever saw blaster eject tapes. Oh, Master Blaster had not ejected anything. Never. So when I was in the theater, I just flipped the fuck out. I was like, <laughs> Holy shit, he doesn't do those little dudes. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, but to get the actual toy to do that, oh, it was a pain in the ass. He did not work right. You could not get him open to save your life. He was like a fun party cassette deck, and Soundwave was like a. Well, he was more like a boombox. Yeah. yeah. Blaster looked like that Fisher Fisher Price cassette recorder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the red and yellow. Yeah. This one made me, that made me sad right there because you know, Wind Charger of all the mini bots, I was the saddest to see Wind Charger die because I think he was my first Transformer. Oh, oh wow! So when I saw the movie, I was like, Oh, not Wind Charger. He was always kind of one of my favorites. Really sorry, man. I'm sure that was hard. It was hard, man. I think you your first toy. No, seriously, like uh, that's hard. See, because I'm trying to that's think awful. what toys were out in 1986. He Man was huge, right? But it was the hugest because my favorite toys. In the 80s were still like the superpowers and Secret Wars lines. You were, and I don't know those if, that, so if those were already out. I was like not that attached to the to toys, like any other toys. I was like, I got a fucking Wolverine toy. Like, what the fuck do I care about this <laughs> truck? Yeah, no, Matt was Matt was more of a. I think you were into comics and stuff like that. I was super into comics. I read comics. <laughs> It's all I spent my money. I mean, I went to 7 Eleven and I would buy comics, whatever was there. So I was read like Ambush Bug, and I remember getting the. I think I picked up on Transformers once issue five came out. So Transformers is actually one of my introductions to comic books because I was like, oh, I love this cartoons and toys and 
but before that, it was just like random issues of Star Wars and stuff like that. Matt, you were big on the superpowers line. I was, yeah, that was my whole thing because I, I remember even those things are worth a shit load of money. Dude, I, all mine are so busted. Like Flash's <laughs> legs, <is> like, <laughs> 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 but I still have like, my Flash, my Dark Side, my Calabac. It's amazing. I have a, a few others I can't remember though. You know what broke on me? I had like three of them. I kept being like, it broke. Yeah. And my mom would every fucking time. That was the best sculpt of the whole line, though. And I love his the, fucking the leg came off every fucking time. Because <laughs> <was so great. laughs> I remember, like, as as a comic book reader, I always thought it was kind of lame. Like, why are these licensed comics? Like, I didn't think that was like serious as yeah. an eleven year old. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's not that serious. Who's like out? You know, totally freaked out that Spider Man had a black costume. Yeah. I was like, this Transformers shit, I just, that's just cartoons. Like, come on. That's children. <laughs> I read Spider Man. <laughs> He's friendly. I'm deeply concerned about if uh, do Peter Parker and Deborah yeah. Whitman are going to work Do any of these now. robots have radioactive blood? No, so. not one. Did you have the Baron Zemo figure? I did. I still have that one. I don't have his belt, though. I have none of the shields, but I still have his belt. I got my Falcon, my Baron Zemo, my Captain America, my Wolverine. Did we get? Did we find you that Doctor Doom with a shield? You did. Yes, That's amazing. We, we yeah, went and got that. Well, I mean, I, I mean, we were in the same store at the same time. But yeah, this <laughs> amazing store in was that Spokane? Spokane, Washington. Wow. Killer fucking toys. Time store. bomb. Time bomb. Yeah, if you're in Spokane, Washington, ever go visit that awesome. place. If you want to look That's a good one. If you're out in uh, Nashville, there's a place called Great Escape. If you're no, I'm no, 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 looking go. for. Gotta go. We're not going to Nashville on this tour. Yeah, yet. fuck. Next time you gotta go because it's got like toys. Like, as soon as you walk in, there's toys everywhere. There's records. Nice. I actually got uh, Anatomy is Destiny there. We are playing. Absolutely, oh, there's yeah. still any bullshit. Yeah, there. exactly. It was <laughs> like exhumed. We are and playing then, Arizona, right? Yeah, yeah, we're playing Phoenix. Yeah, we're not going to play my selection. That was beautiful. There's a place in Phoenix that but we played this club. I don't remember the name of the toy store, but it's right next to this club called Joe's Grotto. Right. It's like in this little strip mall, and we were like, okay, we're playing this little 20, this 21 and up kind of divey bar. I was like, what's that? That show actually kicked ass, too. The show was great, cool. but more great. was <laughs> <It's> a toy, <laughs> toy store right next yeah. to That one, I mean, the one in Spokane was, is great. This one was like, I mean, just well organized and just... Everything from every yeah. era, very modern to, yeah. to but it was also like appropriately priced. Yeah, that's kind of that for, like, time, <laughs> time bomb is maybe less organized money bomb, it, but yeah. it's like that's true. It's more reasonable. It's not like a steal. No, the, but yeah. it's kind of just like well, cool. I just got this at a flea market, so if I get, mm. you know, it's not eBay price, right? It's not eBay price exactly. You get Why escape? They got everything. Comic books are great in there, and they got. In the back, they have like loose figures too, and like bins, oh, cool. so you can get like crazy shit in there. Yeah, and it's all really well priced. I like a lot of like. I don't really care about the whole like condition and shit. Yeah, like, I, just I like loose stuff. It. I like loose yeah. stuff too. Like, I got a loose hobgoblin because that was the one I could never find. I'll still play with them and pose them. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, no, I have hobgoblin figures. I have a terror drum. I have a cobra terror drum. I've populated several times. Like just like, hey, I wonder. What if all the Vipers were in the bottom station filling gas and they put all the uh, televisors in the Ladies and gentlemen, the thoughts of a 44-year-old man. <laughs> Absolutely. No shame. Other people Amazing. are like, oh, you know, I'm really, we're looking at this new mortgage, but I'm worried about transferring little Susie to a different school hey, district. Most 44-year-olds I know <laughs> I are trying like, to figure out how to pose this Most 44-year-olds I know are going like, like, can I afford a PS4 and an Xbox, and does that going to cut into my fucking weed money? That's, <laughs> so that's I don't do very true. That's I don't do that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't smoke weed, play video games, or have kids, or have a terror drum. But hey, 
No, but you built a whole studio. I did. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Built a whole studio for a Zoom recording and Pounder and whoever else, right. Matt, whatever 13 other projects. I might as well start several other bands. I mean, why the fuck not? Yeah. In my own cottage industry. See, yeah. Hot Rod, does he deserve the Matrix after this? He basically Oh, he blew it. But uh, he, he was trying to save him. He was just young and impetuous. I think that's what you're learning. It's a, it's a journey to maturity. Well, he's certainly an immature little fuck. And I never, I kind of, I don't think I ever forgave him for that. Clearly you didn't. There's like some deep-seated resentment in your voice. I also think it's weird that a gun is holding a gun. Yeah. Megatron, <laughs> just transfer. That's the scenes I love in this where they get super Damage. detailed. Yeah, battle like, damage as fuck. This. <laughs> the F-Zero. Yes, I know all the lines <laughs> and the music cues of this movie. The fucking Falcon. <laughs> this is like watching Airplane with me. No, one, one of the most exciting things ever was uh, finally being able to pirate the... Because they released it as a CD was the, the uh, Tell All Our One full Vince DiCola score. Yeah. And it was nice. impossible to get. There's only two... And I'm like, where the fuck are you nerds? Why are you not uploading this shit, you yeah. assholes? Finally got on a pirate bay. Now it's actually... I think I did... It's like on Spotify finally. So I'm happy they're... Yeah, it is. They're re-releasing the, the Big Trouble soundtrack. That thing's impossible. Are they finally? Yeah. It's on I mean, vinyl. Oh, I, mean, I, I, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was, it was like, hard to pirate because it was like, you got to get this password for this zip file. Well, and you got to fucking wait six months. It was the awful. The CDs were going for like over a hundred bucks. And yeah. I was like, whoa. Yeah. No. But I'm on vinyl, gonna... they're putting it out. I think there's, a, I'm sure there's a digital code for it. I, mean, I don't know. because It's in December. They're putting it out with Screen Factory. Sometimes they're fucking assholes about that shit. Yeah. Because they did do a Transformers vinyl. Mm-hmm. But and there's no digital. No code to download the music. I feel like there is for this. It's like a straight up like I hope reissue. So. I, I was no, it's that, it's it's that damn. It's that oh, it's that score. But it's just I, that. It's I just that, that song. Because I mean, unless you're like a vinyl player, I guess it's great. But no, no, no. Is it no, Mondo? It's not. No. It, no, but it's Mondo it's, did do one. Yeah, they did. Yeah. But it's it's beautiful. The one Mondo. that I have, the CD. No, I like that. That new one is just that newly scored theme of Porkchop Express, and then there's like one other. I didn't like it. So you liked that? I hated that. I didn't like it. I hated him re-recording this. So did you listen to that? Oh, the re-recorded ones? No, yeah. I haven't really listened to them. It's know. okay, but... I'm sure they're fine. It just kind of seems pointless because the sound is so already so weird. the old school one on there. All right, we're just going to not talk about this scene. We're just going to keep talking about Victoria. Or I might try and... God, dude, between him and the Gus, the drummer for Gruesome... Yeah. Like, Oh, he has a giant Optimus Prime tattoo all over And he's like... Oh, he's, he and his dad, like, have a pre-rocket relationship, and he's... Gus will just get stoned and go on this whole like I know he'll never listen to this, so it doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> he'll get stoned like, man, that was like my father figure, you know? Like my dad was a fucking dick and blah 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 blah. But Optimus Prime was like, you know, like I mean I feel like I got a tattoo of my dad, man. And I'm just like, Gus, you told me this like already. You told me this speech multiple times before you got the fucking oh, tattoo. Oh, this is it too. If you uh it's a very sad. You watch movie. Robot Chicken, and he actually transforms into like a coffin. Oh, that was a good one. He goes like, oh, and it's just, he's a coffin. Oh. What I remember, yeah. it's still sad even then. I remember being a kid and being angry. So, you know, when Martin Scorsese is slagging on Marvel movies. It's not cinema, even though you watch it at a cinema. Let me get yeah. all these other and old not, guys. I don't want to get mad because it's like, I get it. it they, are, they are mass entertainment and they're fine they're fine for that I just don't like saying fucking movie five times Italian gangsters wow as yeah. from with Italian Irish guy. people from I, I just don't in like Boston the, somewhere I don't they're like, good movies don't get me wrong yeah. I don't like the gatekeeping of him and like Steven Spielberg being like Netflix movies can't get an Oscar it's like well they're a I fucking think, movie like, I think it's for you. the fact that you know he's he's kind of pissed about it because 
they'll like actually on location film stuff. Most of the Marvel stuff, you know, a lot of oh, they, they take in a, a studio and they take over a lot of studios. But it's it, it they're still good for what they they're, they're good for what they are. They're fine. Right. And, and, and I'm like, like, oh, it's, it's like a thrill ride. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with thrill ride? See, it's like People look, wait in line three hours. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They ride. make a lot of money, but you guys are the ones that wins the Oscars. So who cares? And yeah. so like Marty Scorsese's like, you know. Hurt yeah. I'm out uh, on the street. I'm in Goodfellas. Like, now I'm you just filmed another De Niro I, kinda, movie. I, I don't feel like I need to defend them. I just I don't like gatekeeping. It's just like oh, this is what the public wants. They want. I do feel he's got a certain point where it's like mass entertainment is like it's kind of like blowing other movies out of the theater, which is a little sad. The but studios, but like, it's also the entire dynamic chains. of the theater and the studios and the money that it takes. Yeah. And the other thing is that with so much the, the advancements in home. Theater technology. Why the fuck would I pay twelve dollars to see a movie that doesn't have a bunch of explosions? That's true. I would. I can watch it on my sixty-inch TV and an amazingly epic score, and not like dropkick Murphys. I mean, but seriously, <laughs> I don't know why it's not worth. So, so, so my whole point. Dollars. I don't mean to mad rant about Martin Scorsese because I don't really care what fucking boomers think about anything. <laughs> and uh, but, okay, boomer. Well, you know, it's like fine. I, Martin okay, Scorsese made okay, great movies. I enjoy the Marvel movies, and they're not—they're not, not highbrow. They're lowbrow, but they're—they're they're cinema, whatever. Because yeah. it's in the cinema. They're beautiful. My man. point was that I read—I still hold a grudge about the review of this by Roger Ebert that I read as a kid, and he said that specifically referencing the uh, Optimus Prime death scene was like. It's like all these all these blocky things that just look the same except for the different colors, and then they even lose that. They just turn into gray things. I'm like, fuck you, oh Roger Ebert, you son you of a bitch. You don't know the emotion. I mean, that's the thing. Oh, <laughs> Babylon the Door was a great right, uh, uh, Valley of the Dolls. Valley of the Dolls, too. It's terrible. Not a good movie. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, though, that, you know, once you form these emotional attachments as a kid, yeah. it runs super deep, dude. I mean, I'm like, I've cried at, like, most of the Spider Man movies. Yeah, like that's my shit. Did you but, all like the last? Did you cry? Wait, did you cry the dancing? So, so. No, that movie just sucked. <laughs> <laughs> the last one? Oh, I didn't see Homecoming. I, I decided that I was done paying no. for Marvel movies after Endgame. I was like, no, I you just saw seen, Homecoming. You I'm talking about Far from, from Home. Far Sorry, Far from Home. That's the one. Um, I decided. You didn't like it. I don't want. He didn't like. It. I, I, I mean, didn't I enjoyed it. it. I didn't. I like think it. mysterious. Stab my eyes out or anything, all but right. it was. Probably the second worst movie Marvel's made. It was very unchrasmatic. Sorry, I'm bringing it back to the movie. That's what I said. <laughs> no, it's not. It just wasn't like. Uh, it was too involved in the MCU and not involved enough in Spider Man. Like, I see what you mean, yeah. Because it was the, straight up like, well, you gotta that, do what we want you to do. The way that I thing. felt the, the first movie left it off, not to, I know we're watching Transformers, I'm not trying to take away from that, but the, the logical next story to tell if I was like to like hey what movie would you make out of this okay so the vulture is in jail where he meets Matt Gargan who right. we all know is a scorpion and he's like you know who Spider-Man is and he's like no I don't but like he does okay so they have a thing right and then we know that Tony Stark's vacated the Avengers building and we also know that there's a Dark Avengers movie on the slate yeah so logically the next film is about Norman Osborn moving into the Stark building and Matt Gargan and the Vulture getting broken out of jail by Spider-Man villain X, whatever. It could yeah. be the Rhino, it could be whoever. 
Or Craven would be amazing. Craven the Hunter, yeah. Molten Man, I don't know, Meteor Man, Prowler. <laughs> Prowler would be great. Because Prowler is <laughs> like a prominent character in the comics and he has a good story arc where he becomes a hero. Or it could be Ned and, and he's a black dude, which and it's like, you know, yeah. we, the Spider Man universe needs more of that. And it's like, that is a cool story. Norman Osborne hires a Prowler to bust these guys out of jail. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And, it, and it'd it's be dark as Spider Man. Yeah, not involved with like, oh, you get to become Iron Man, like it's like and Nick Fury. Well, one thing you should understand about Matt is that in his spare time, he writes entire movie scripts for for superhero movies and or at least large comic. And he's like, he's like, no, so Ross, the story about the Justice League I got, and it and he'll go for like an hour and a half. And I'll be like, okay, that's great. What you gonna do with that? He's like. I don't know. <laughs> someday, I'll just save it up. Uh, someday, you know, you know DC's going to be like, so what do you think are compelling? Hawkman or you know plenty of uh, artists? Death metal guitar player. <laughs> yeah. You know plenty of artists just have one of them draw your shit up and make something. That's it. a lot of money. I mean, like, That's true. Well, I mean, Matt, is, he's, 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 he's got some other stuff cooking that's not not. That's That's, that's uh, sellable. If we yes. have a, a Matt Harvey graphic novel, I, I do. I do want to point mm-hmm. out here that yeah. Megatron was right. He does still function. He's like flying around in space around Unicron, and they threw him out of and an Astro Train. Unicron's butthole. Yeah, I was thinking it was totally an asshole. Yeah. No. But, bye, bye, Frank Wilkar. You're out of the movie now. Yeah. I have to tell this. That I have the worst, ex- and I love Transform, but my introduction to them was the most sad. Pathetic. I love I sad stories about this toys. Is, Let's hear it. This is, this is uh, so, <laughs> have toys, so my friend had Sunstreaker, and he opens it yeah. in front of me, and he's like, what the fuck is that? And I'm like, leader one? And he's like, that sucked. It was my go Oh, no. <laughs> and, he's just, and he's like, you need to just throw that in the fucking trash. He goes, have your mom get you a Transformer. So I went, and but my mom fucking totally outdid him. We went there, and I got fucking Megatron. And I was like, oh, oh yeah! Like, like, oh yeah! Pull out that I Megatron! Totally did. Dick I totally did. I was yeah. just like, look at that. He's just like, oh, that's really cool. <laughs> Megatron is. Yeah. I mean, the GoBots were literally just manufactured. They'll be like, there's going to be some parents shopping for Christmas that will not be able to tell the difference. No, no. And they're going to be like, okay, I got him. What he wanted? You're wrong. <laughs> GoBots was first. GoBots. Are- they do suck, but they were first. The name was based off. They actually had kids playing with the toys, and were like, "What do you?" And they, they came up. Kids came up with the names. It was like a perfect manufacturing thing because they were Matchbox. I want to say, yeah, did GoBots. So they actually GoBots actually hit toy stores before Transformers. Really, but but the guys at Hasbro were much smarter and said, "Hey, Marvel, come up with a fucking killer story." For yeah, us. give us yeah. something. Marvel was really good at that in the, in the 80s. well. They started doing that in the late seventies. They weren't so good at it when they were like, "Hey, here's a trucking race set." Like US one, he's got a CB in his head. <laughs> like, it was a terrible. But they got GI Joe was a killer fucking property. Like yeah. one of the most, and the whole experiment with cartoon advertising that they did was like that was all brand new. Right. And so I mean, when these Transformers came, they were just like, Marvel, obviously you're taking care of this. Yeah. And the Marvel Animation Studios did a lot of good stuff in the eighties. I mean, between Transformers, GI Joe. Spider-Man's Amazing Friends is incredible. That show's so good. Dude, that was my, like, my Bible. Is all that shit going to be on the I would get up at like 6 a.m. like when they would rerun it when it's canceled. And do you remember this? I swear, every time they would show it, I would get up to watch it and it was that fucking Swarm episode. That was (laughs) the one where they go inside the video game. Yeah. All right, right, we're going to stop here. We got to stop here because I was instructed. This is crucial. This is crucial. Starscream's death scene 
This is the one I we got to pour one out. Page to Cobra. <laughs> I'm not watching. Page to Cobra. I know you're going to be listening part. to this. <laughs> I, I am literally <laughs> pouring one out God for the love of your life. Damn it. Stream. I'm going to pull out the rest right on the rug. There we go. Uh, that's, my fucking, that's my fucking... Don't fuck. worry. Uh, it comes back as a ghost. Because uh, robots have ghosts. Of course, everything <laughs> I like comes back as a fucking force ghost. It was a weird episode. Where did the robot have a fucking ghost? His spark burnt into the, what they call the after spark. <laughs> is that what it's called? That is literally what it's called, the after spark. That's pretty cool. So, but yeah, that, there goes poor old Starscream, later Chris Lotto. I don't know if he did, you know, the, uh, I think the sound we've had, I'm trying to remember which voice actors, because they're killing off everybody in favor of the big actors. Yeah. And Frank Welker also did Soundwave. He did like five or six other people. Yeah, I think he did a couple of well, people. But Chris Lotta, though, I think that's it for Chris Lotta. Transformers are people too. Yeah, sure. They've got, they got souls. They're all getting sucked into that butthole right now too. Oh, shit. Yeah, this was pretty wild Big watching the, 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 the moons of Cybertron get destroyed. <laughs> is Hound in this anywhere? Hound, I don't believe is in this one. That was another figure that I loved. No, because no, line. didn't he die in the ship? No, I can't find. I it think maybe he did die in the ship. It was maybe. Prowl, Ironhide. Fuck, who else died on the ship? Anyways. Look at this, this fucking ghetto blaster. It's amazing. Let's go Magnus, let's party. I got some African blood. It's saying it's like it's saying it's calling is blaster like I mean, is he like vaguely a racist transformer? No. I mean, but like, the term ghetto blaster is kind of a racist term. A little bit. I mean it's one of those things that maybe started out that way but it got adopted and like now it's just a term I mean even the racist they carried around in the ghetto that's what I'm saying yeah even in the 80s like there was no sting in that it was like a ghetto blaster was like fuck I've got a ghetto blaster for Christmas this is awesome and now they got like bluetooth ones and shit where they're the same and it's awesome and I want one so bad Spike die fuck you I hate you (laughs) (laughs) Spike sucks yeah before Toys R Us went out of business they had a a bumblebee from this did you see it that came with the little the oh, he came with a little spike, yeah. It was actually, the little spike was cool because it was old construction one. So you can melt Okay, it. we are going to, we, we got we to gotta turn the volume up for this bit. Are we going to hear a great song? No, we're about to hear the first swear I ever heard in a movie. This is the good version. First swear you ever heard in a movie was the Transformers? I don't know, maybe it's, I think it's like Children of the Corner. But it was like <laughs> watching a cartoon say the S word. The S word. The S word. Well, because I don't want to spoil it. It could be anything. It could be a number of And do you know how mad I was when this came out on video and they took it out? And I was like, I swear that was in the movie. I swear. Here we go. This is how you know you're watching something for, all right, for mature kids. You're full of ass. Here we go. Fuck! <laughs> Shit, fuck! <laughs> fuck you! Oh, fuck! We're totally cunting! We're gonna get ass raped! <laughs> This fucking asshole sucking in. (laughs) (laughs) Holy fucking bullshit! And from there, the cursing never stopped. Again, kid in a movie theater at that age. I mean, you've just been traumatized by the death of and now you're like exposed to these adult words, and you're just like, (laughs) Is this what man was like? My mom likes to think she didn't. My dad cursed like constantly. I I was always getting in trouble for swearing from like kindergarten on. Remember first day of second grade. Like some kid was like, oh, you like hog the ball or something. I just transferred to a new school and I was like trying to get involved in sports. And he yeah. said, oh, that was, that was going to me. And I was like, fuck you. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to tell yard duty. And I was like, go ahead, fucking tell. She came, she's like, did you swear to this other kid? I was like, absolutely not, man. <laughs> that was my boy. So you are a swearer and a liar. 
Yeah. <laughs> I was also a thief, dude. I used to shop loads of time action figures. Every time my mom took me to church, I'd steal quarters out of her purse for video games. Uh, see, my, I got caught when I was a kid. I was a kid, and I stole of all, not even a cool toy. I stole a rubber snake from a KB Toys. That is not cool. Yeah. No, I just like I was like, I want this. And I just like took it. I think I must have been like five or six. And my sister, uh, uh, R.I.P. She took marched me back the fuck in there. She's like, "Where'd you get that?" And I was like, "I took it." <laughs> she marched me the fuck back in there. See, that's what made you're me that's apologize. apologize. Well, I did later. I mean, went to juvie later, but that's a whole <laughs> other thing. But I was pretty good in between then and juvie. <laughs> I, I got I got caught stealing a Cobra Frogman from uh, the drugstore by my house. The one I got probably in the most trouble for was I had saved up pennies and nickels. And I rode my bike well past where I was supposed to. Went to the mall, picked up an Astro train. Which mall was this? Just Oak, Ridge, Oak, Ridge. The same there, yeah. Yeah, Oak Ridge Mall. Okay. So, but you know, that was kind of far from my house for like a, yeah, like for a kid a my kid, age. Yeah, sure. So I rode there and I paid them. They literally had to pen out, count out pennies and nickels for this like $15 fucking transformer. And I brought it, you know, brought it home. And I was like, okay, we just bought a box, throw the box away. But I always brought my toys with me everywhere. It's like, oh, we're going out to dinner. Okay, I'm going to bring a toy with me and play with it. My mom was like, where'd you get that one? My mom, she knew. Yeah. She knew which Transformers I had, which I did not know that she knew that. <laughs> I, 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 I had no idea. Because I was like, and I was a terrible liar. I still am a terrible liar. I can't lie with this shit. And I was like, I got it a long time ago. She's like, where the, what the hell did you do? So I spilled, and then I got grounded for like two weeks, and took it away from me. She gave it back. Wow! I got caught at Hills. Do you know what? Do you remember Hills? Okay, so Matt Hills is down in Florida. Finally, after all the hype behind it, I found Zartan. Oh yeah! And 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 my mom's like, "You're not getting that." And I fucking totally shoved it down my shorts, which were sticking. It was sticking straight out. Totally got busted. I'm a well endowed child. Was your mom offended? Was your mom offended by the file card that described him as a paranoid schizophrenic that they later covered up with a sticker? I don't think she ever read any of that stuff. Did you, you know about that though? About yeah, yeah. They, they had on his original file card. It said Zartan is a paranoid schizophrenic, and a bunch of people raised hell because like this is insulting to the mentally ill and. And they actually like so they actually put a sticker over all the other ones because they'd already printed up like what you know tens thousands. of thousands of boxes. <laughs> so they had to like yeah they, they had to put the sticker over it because they had offended like and so that would have been Larry Hammer who wrote that because he wrote all the file cards up to a certain point maybe even maybe he wrote all of them I can't remember but he wrote a lot that's what we call for years nowadays years. PC culture run amok. Yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, I have a did time in Vietnam, so you can write over. This was the worst. Home. So <laughs> she, they made me pay for it. Right. Oh, you got it though. No, yeah. then they they put it back on the shelf. Oh. So then, no. So listen. So this was the That's best. Fucked. So oh. I told my friend at school that was this chick's always late. He was yeah. like the metal kid. I wasn't supposed to be hanging out <laughs> with my friend Frankie. Frankie just went in there and fucking took the damn thing and fucking gave it to me. He's like, there. He put it in his jean jacket and just gave so it. So is that shot lifted after his voice? <laughs> <laughs> Once successfully, once unsuccessfully. That's amazing. And it was still my... I still have that man. I still cool. stick him in the freezer sometimes when I get drunk. Does he, does, <laughs> do you still have the knee pads? Yeah, I've got it. Oh, everything. you motherfucker, I'm missing the knee pads. <laughs> got you cannot find those anywhere, just the knee pads. <laughs> Hell, you can barely find a Zartan. With that reissue they did of him like 
10 years ago, it didn't change color and it pissed me off. It's like, I that's bought it. That's stupid. That's the point. It looks just like it, but it, it doesn't change color. My original, I had, I had to change the O-ring inside because they, you know, those go bad after a while. So I bought like a hundred of those O-rings and replaced all my JJ figures. <laughs> yeah, I'm a dork. Fuck it. But Zartan, <laughs> Zartan, Zartan, literally I did that. I sat down one night and did all of them. Zartan literally was the only one that was glued together. So I had to get an X-Acto blade and like, Scalpel and I'm a doctor. I don't know if you knew this about me. I heard that at the beginning. So I performed yeah. surgery on Zartan, <laughs> finally got him to split, finally got him to stand up straight. Hell yeah. Wow. The repair so, his ass. And, and embarrass myself on a podcast. <laughs> I could never now, find the dreadnoughts for so, long. Oh, oh here's, here's a question. Here, in Stress Wars movie, this is a question. Is, so he's like fighting this drone, but like, so do they, the, and the drone says time out, time out, time out, right? So it clearly has like an emotional reaction. It's sarcasm because it attacked from behind. That says time out. They don't give a fuck about that robot. That's a lower. <laughs> yeah, it, apparently it's a cast kind of society. It's yeah, like, like this robot red shirt from Star Trek the original right. series. <laughs> like a, yeah, like yeah. I mean, you know, I'm trying to figure it out. Like they don't give a fuck about Not it. Not like, all robots. Are created equal? Maybe? I guess. Yeah, yeah. 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 these are the Autobots. These are the good. These these are social class. They're yeah. still racist. Yeah. Damn, dude. They're like the U.S. government. Maybe it's, like it's like better than Cybertron was destroyed. <laughs> I don't know. Tear I, this racist system down. Yeah, I think so. All robots are bastards. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a seat. Delicious food to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sponsoring juice is just dandy. Don't die yet. Right back. Or one thing I stole of is a. Uh... From Walgreens, I stole a Mr. Softy uh, truck, and I actually played the theme song. A what? Mr. Softy's ice cream truck. Your your theft is as lame as mine. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> um, I, I not bad. My brother, he stole a Preparation H when he was that age. What? Yeah. Why would he steal a Preparation H? Just for the thrill of stealing something. He like needed it now. <clears throat> I do. That does make me want to tell the story about uh, Ludacris went to Europe for the first time, and our drummer decided to take off and thought he could just take care of himself. And he's like, and he comes back and he needed toothpaste. Yeah. And I speak just like enough German to like go shopping. And, uh, <laughs> and he like, he comes back and he's like, Hey Ross, like, a, did I get the right thing? And I was like, what you, you went shopping? What, what the fuck? And he's like, I need toothpaste. I was like, dude, this is dental glue. This is for your dentures. <laughs> So I was like, this is not toothpaste. Yeah, I mean, you should not brush your teeth with this. You should have just said, yeah, you, you nailed it, dude. Well, yeah. we made him sign it, and then we put it on the table and said, the drummer of Ludacris is stupid and bought this one euro. <laughs> so we sold it. It's amazing. What Somebody amazing. bought it with his autograph on it. Wow. Then you could buy actual toothpaste this time. But Frankie, the one that took the Zartan for me, I had to go back to this. I've got to tell you this guy. I think it's awesome. He started taking stuff all the time on the card and he'd have like a fucking sale during like recess. He would open his damn locker. He had all kinds of shit. Oh, so he was like the toy man. Enterprising. Because I, I got my Crimson Guard for him for my lunch money. Oh, dude. Look at that, <laughs> look at that fucking enterprising young man. His parents should be very proud. He's an entrepreneur. He's in prison that. actually. It's just kind of funny. Yeah. Oops. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he's, selling, he's selling toys he really there is. now. Oops. I didn't even know until a few years ago. He's selling them shanks and like, <laughs> butt plugs and Come into his cell. He's got everything he needs. He's got books, cigarettes, cell phones. He was the kid when we were out egging cars for the first time on Halloween. He threw a fucking brick at one. 
Wow. <laughs> wow you had some good friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It escalated yeah. really quickly. Well, I was one time you just stole hubcaps and shit. Egg houses occasionally. <laughs> yeah, egging houses, toilet paper. Egg. Only time I ever did egging was the one time we didn't look over the bridge to see the car. And we had like a bag of piss. And we had fucking eggs. And we just like nailed this last one. And see, then we see a spotlight and there was a fucking he, cop. And we are like, oh no. <laughs> Everybody knows Perceptor sucks. You see Ultra Magnus just like tapping his finger. He's just like, Perceptor, you fucking suck. <laughs> now, this is what I love is that they can just like, their ship gets blown up and they randomly crash on apparently there's a gazillion planets within just a couple miles of each other. Right. Like just there's just it's like, oh, it's another planet, it's another planet. We don't have stars, like whatever. It's a heavily populated planetary. Yeah, yeah, apparently Earth has a bunch of like, because how far could they have flown, really? There's like apparently they don't have they don't talk about warp drive in this. So this is just like this is maybe past Mars. We we didn't even know we have these mechanical fish everywhere. <laughs> yeah, this is another thing I love about the Transformers series. It's like, like well, if we make it mechanical, you could just kill everything. Yeah. Right, it's fine. It's like nobody cares. I mean, I mean, clearly the writers of this movie didn't think that kids would be traumatized by seeing a bunch of robots to turn into cars die either. Yeah, yeah, but they were wrong. I know they were. Which is why they changed GI Joe the movie. <laughs> you know about this? No. And the original, okay, so GI Joe the movie was meant to go theatrical. This movie did not do as well as they hoped, so they ended up just releasing it uh, as a mini series on TV, and then it later as a videotape. But the, you know, it was also a star-studded cast. It had Don Johnson, Burgess Meredith. Right. right. Do you, I love it. Is that weird? I like it. I love that movie because I, it's I the most well animated GI Joe you're ever going to see. But it's uh, awful. It's I, I hate Serpentor and Cobra Law is the lamest thing ever. I still love the movie. Oh, this is so dumb. I was like, why are they fighting? What's this with space creature shit? These are terrorists. They, they, they burn your money. They make your money disappear. Or they steal the Eiffel Tower. Or they control all the animals. Yeah, I love that. That's what they do. And then, so anyway, so yeah. Duke, Duke was supposed to die in the movie. And they, 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 there's a line of dialogue at the area. And they're like, hey, everybody, Duke's going to be fine. That's oh, right. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, this also fucking frustrates me about this movie. Look at Cup. How is he not dying? Every other person we've seen die was had their body to get all those fucking Decepticons they threw out. Optimus Prime just had like a little cut in his rib, and then like Cup's like, "Oh yeah, I've been dismembered. Put but some glue on." His me. whole thing is that he's the oldest Autobot, right? I guess. Why does he turn into an ugly pickup? Like a because pickup? back then that was like a new car. Was in two thousand five, you're like, "Ooh, that's futuristic." Oh, oh I'm sorry. <laughs> in eighty six, you're like, "That's what two thousand five is going to look like." Yeah. Did not get that right. No, they kind of failed. Yeah. Oh, so here go to the is planet it, junk, which is isn't the weird Al song coming? Uh, in a bit. They, they, there's a few more cut scenes because now, now as a kid, you now follow about four or five cut stories because Galvagon's gonna go like uh, no, he's he's chasing these guys. Um, you got the other guys are on the water planet that right. the Quintessons are gonna be on. Guilty or innocent. Oh, the Quintessons are sick. <laughs> They're, they're, I love it. It's so cool. That's another reason. I don't, don't think I liked They were somehow tied in on the later seasons of the cartoon where they, they became like somehow the creators of the Transformers. Yeah. And I didn't, I thought that was weird. So I was like, well, then why weren't they more important earlier? I thought they were just like kind of a cool, mysterious character. Sometimes characters are better when you don't explore. Do you have the toy of the Quintessons? No. They have toys? They they're, they're not original ones. They, ah. they, dude, they've made everything. It's like Star Wars. It's right. like you can get every now person who had a fucking nanosecond. Yeah, but what about Sharktacon? Do you have that? I had the Sharktacon. I sold it. That was a cool toy. I like Sharktacon. I sold the Sharktacon not too long ago. He fetches a handsome price. Oh, yeah. For He's some the- reason. <laughs> He's a lame ass. <laughs> 
<laughs> baby blue and pink, and it's, it's yeah. But I, I I got rid of all my transformers in the last couple of years except for Decepticon High Command. So <laughs> sorry, I like them. They're the, I like bad guys. They're they're my favorite. Some I just like that you refer to that echelon as the Decepticon High Command, not the rank and file Decepticon. Yeah, no, I got rid of fucking Ramjet and Dirge. Fuck that. There's the lane seekers. <laughs> Who was your... Th- this was... I'm curious if either of you liked it. I loved... Now, I know in the, the toy, the name was different than in the episode. Jetfire or AK. Oh, that was a whole confusing thing between Jetfire and Skyfire. Yes! Yeah. It was fucking amazing, though. I, I had a toy. Dude, yeah, I, whatever year that toy came out, fucking I sold what I had left of him. <laughs> <laughs> All the armor was gone, except for, like, two pieces. He still... It still goes for a good price. The sad thing about that toy, it's a, it was a sick toy. You're like, oh, sick. Like, this is a cool Transformer. It's like one of the neatest looking ones with the most die cast metal and like does all this cool shit. It actually totally crippled the Robotech toy industry because they had licensed it before Robotech had decided to like make toys. Um. And so Hasbro had it and they said, fuck you, you can't make those. So they had to come up with those matchbox came with like all those shitty plastic right. versions. Okay. So I remember when I was going my I was taking like art classes when I was like five, I dropped me off at the art museum. There was one they had there, someone had got it from Japan and it was it was the Rick Hunter original the, the, the brown the brown one from the first like okay. couple episodes. And somebody had the Japanese toy that this like in this Aired and I was like, that's a cool looking toy. And I got Jet Five years later, and I was like, oh, that was that toy I saw. Right. But you couldn't get Robotech. Because I remember Those the year, the year Jet Fire came out, that was the hottest. It was a sick toy. toy. It was and a I good toy. Like, a lot of playability on that one. I had a scholarship to like a private elementary school, and you know, my dad like managed a grocery store, but all my friends at school, their dads were like anesthesiologists. And yeah. And every kid but me had that toy. And I was like, <laughs> oh man, fuck. The hardest. Yeah. It was a good toy, but yeah, it was hard to find. It, did, it, it probably actually, not have, having that toy be a Transformer and not Robotech probably literally crippled Robotech in the long term of like. Because what's that guy? Who's the guy who wrote all the Robotech? He put all the series together. I thought you were. I thought you were more for Robotech. I mean, Robotech. I like Robotech. I've seen them all, but um, I can't remember the guy from Harmony Gold or whatever. That was the production company. The other guy who tied all the other, his name I'm forgetting right now, which I, now I'm more embarrassed than <laughs> Um I should be embarrassed I mean, I that do, I ever knew. I do have the Robotech soundtrack on the bottom. I've got some of the toys still that they made. They made the Matchbox, the plastic ones. They're yeah. pretty garbage. <laughs> they weren't. I mean, they, they rushed them out. Like I said, if they yeah, had, they if they had, had they they were to bring the Japanese toys over like they did with Transformers. Right. Robotech would probably be more fondly remembered by a bunch of kids who played with the really fucking cool toys. I mean, I had weird toys as a kid. Do you remember Sectors? I had Sectors was so great. The hand puppet insects. I had all that. I never had any, but I thought they were cool as fuck. But I was already knee deep in like GI Joes and Transformers. No, I had that spider with the red eyes. Whoever the main hero, what you knew who was the leader guy because he had like blonde hair and like you know whatever. I had him. So like Sectors were great toys. Inhumanoids were great toys. And also a great cartoon. So oh, how much do you think this scene with the quintessence, like the writer was digging deep and like was like really into Kafka? Because <laughs> this whole thing is he killed Tito and he's innocent and they still get fed to the shark. <laughs> so there's actually, you know, so here's some more heavy things for the kids yes. to digest is that the system is corrupt and awful and no matter, you can never fight it and if you're in prison, you're fucked. And they're straight up this is a big comment yeah. on... The American prison system, I think. Uh, maybe, and they're also dismembered robots. That's just honestly. Yeah, how, why are they dismembered robots in the jail? 
Like they just got ripped apart and left there. Like, like, the <laughs> like did they fight each other and just rip each other apart? I guess so. There was a lot of shanking. Then maybe maybe the sex got a little rough in this prison. Some robot, <laughs> some robot rape. It's like you're you're my, you're my you're gonna hold on to my my belt loop and call and you're my RC now. Some you're my RC. Oh, <laughs> shit. Like robot dismantled. I know who RC is. Okay. <laughs> What's she transform into? Some kind of girly car? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Volkswagen Jetta? <laughs> definitely, whatever RC transforms into. Oh, six it, Mustang. It, it's, it's got a soft top. Yeah. It's yeah. definitely got a soft top so your blonde hair can flow while you're driving yeah. And then here goes the last surviving That's, member of Lithos. Like they got like the Xenom. I did remember it. It's Lithos, but I did forget his name. I can't remember this one's name. Arbalos? The coolest. I think it's Arbalos. The coolest fuck looking. Ladies. No, these ones the lame ones. Don't fucking think he's cool. I think he's cool. He's that guy that just fell? No, not the pink. The oh, the Quintessons. Yeah, yeah, the Quintessons. Yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah, the guy that just got thrown in the shirt. No. He he's like, eh. It was always. Yeah, it looks like a. Nobody wants him to leave. He looks like a. He looks like a sketcher. Yeah. But no, I had a. They had the Sharktacons, and I had a Sharktacon, and he was labeled Decepticon, which they weren't. But I guess for the toys, they'd been aware. But you couldn't get the. The fucking other guys in the courtroom. They didn't make the quintessons until like you know years later. And how could you recreate every scene of the movie in your backyard, dude? You know how many times <laughs> I had the vinyl and I would take the shirt and I would put right on Hunger, which is the song coming up by Spectre General. That's a great song. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I would fucking do that, and I would just like make my shirt song eat everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's coming up when Cup and Hot Rob go on trials when Hunger. Did you like the Dinobots as a kid? Everybody loved the Dinobots. Come on! I only had I only dinosaurs had. that turn into robots. I, I didn't. Amazing. It's pretty. It's pretty. Awesome. I didn't. It was hard because goddamn Transformers were fucking expensive. They're expensive now. They were still expensive then because like fifteen dollars for a single character when you could get a GI Joe for three bucks. Dude, and I, I, I think that was another reason why I gravitated more towards the the comic license. I could see that because they were like four bucks, maybe five yeah. bucks. No, Dinobot would be like twenty like, bucks. Yeah, you're that's enormous. Yeah. That's an enormous amount of money in the eighties. That's like, that's like six weeks of allowance if you, if you were a kid lucky enough to get allowance. Do you I have know. Orion? Do you still have him? Or did you ever have a Orion? Orion? I do still have him. I know, but he His actually His face still does works. not work. I mean, he <laughs> can't stand it. He just sort of like leans over the crap. Yeah. But yeah, I, I love all those. I think the Joker great, figure. I love that Joker dude, figure. Dude, there's great sculpts. Like I have... Um, Firestorm, I fucking love. Oh, fuck. I wish I still had my Firestorm. I have the Lexor 7... And I have awesome. the little Superman shuttle thing, and I have the. Why does Superman use shuttle? I don't know, dude. Maybe he's going to. <laughs> on the cover, is that like the Incredible Hulk man? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you remember the box? He needs an Uber like once a hands where he's like grabbing like right, right, red <laughs> kryptonite or something. He's like, I think that's why he has the shuttle. He's like in some place with the red sun. True. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm delivering Matt's no prize right now, even though that's not a DC thing, but we're going to go ahead and give it anyways. There is a very good answer. Like, it also depends. There's different incarnations of Superman. Sometimes you can just fly around in space, and he's all good. He's just like, hey, look, let's go over there. You know, there's no oxygen, and I'm just talking. And then other times he needs a space suit, and it's just, you don't know. Can I just say, I want Danny to die, too. He sucks, too. <laughs> I want here's the this is missing the humans gotta get out of the way so the robots can well where's Carly she, I know they put her in the later seasons Carly was Spike's girlfriend and then also where's the dude with the wheelchair Chip oh yeah he was the smart <laughs> we got Chip, Chip yeah. yeah no he was the smartest of all the humans that hung out with Transformers
He actually could work the, the, the Teletran 1 and shit. And he could turn into a wheelchair. Now, now, oh wait, no. <laughs> no, we're still not to dare to be stupid because that, that happens when uh, the, uh, so right now we've got some good Vince DiCola score. Yeah, what was the guy? The, uh, the, the main... Transform! No, the, the, Sorry, the I'm doing Danny's dialogue. He sucks. Uh, what was his name? <laughs> the main Transform guy? Uh, Retcon. <laughs> One of the worst Transformer toys. Looked sick as fuck when you got him and I returned him three times because it was like they'd already moved on to just the, these later toys were not very they were actually designed for the movie as opposed to being this like kind of well crafted slot right. things by Takara and then by the time you get to this like Retcar instantly like you played with him twice and every joint was loose and it just fell over oh shit he was just a garbage toy <laughs> yeah, so I returned him a bunch and so I, I, don't, I never kept a Retcar past my childhood because they were garbage and I was just like I'd rather spend my 15 bucks on something else so the original toys were function then form and then the later toys were... Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's still, like, if you can get an Optimus Prime that can stand straight, you're a lucky man, because even then it had, like, a metal joint next to a plastic joint, the plastic joints would just wear down eventually. David Robert Stack. Robert Stack, you suck. Rex Kramer from Airplane. Yeah. Yeah. They are all cheats and liars. Springer's like, I picked the wrong week to stop sniffing blue. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, we're bringing an airplane into into Transformers, because... But look at this guy. This guy gets fucked. What a... He get, he explodes. Did you have Scourge or the sweeps? Did you have Nah? I, st- I had a friend who had that stuff, and then we got in a big fight about. He thought I didn't like uh, WWF wrestling enough because I wasn't watching it every week, <laughs> and so I didn't really. He actually had some. It, this really happened, and we didn't talk again for like twenty five years. Wow. And then he messaged me on Facebook, and then he said, and he was like, he kept reminding me that I was a dick as a kid, and I was like, I don't. Is he remember. still really into wrestling? Is a real question. I don't know. But we used to like we would like wrestle. He's like, yeah, you always had to win. I was like, I don't remember. God, was I really that? Was you out wrestling somebody? <laughs> no, well, I had to it's, win. It's, <laughs> it's not actual wrestling. It was like we were staging characters. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, we, we would like make we made our own like because uh, we were into muscles too. So we'd make our own like magazines that were like the WWF oh, magazine. Well, we would make like you know because WWF had a magazine, so we would I make know. ones for muscle. Where we made our own like news Millions about our own leagues and who was winning and who was losing. I thought you meant the little pink figures. That's yeah, yeah, that's, that's the ones. Yeah, I, I used to love. Oh, I had a ton of those. Those things were fucking cool. And it, it was cool because they still all have had no name, no character. No, so your imagination could just run wild. You're like, yeah, oh, I mean, this guy is this, and this dude's that. <laughs> like they're friends, and they hate this guy. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Other than Muscle Man and Terrible, they gave them no names. Right, terrible, terrible. <laughs> but they, 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 of course, in Japan, there's they do all have names. Right. And it's a whole mythos that I've not bothered to learn because it's insane. Probably because like American kids are too stupid. Well, because Muscles is actually it's a whole parody of another thing in Japan. <coughs> and if you don't know that thing, you don't even understand the parody. So it's like I'm like, eh, well, well, I, I, I could be nerdy, but that's a bit much. Oh, now I'm listening to Hunger. You want it all? No, it's, no, that's when I see what I want. I'm gonna take it. <laughs> <laughs> it's against the law. You can bet I'll break it. So that's the story behind Spectre General. It's interesting to get to since this is also since partially a metal podcast. Yeah, so they don't have their own encyclopedia. No, they yeah. don't because that was a name given to them by a record label for America. They're a Canadian band. They were called Kickaxe. Oh yeah. 
And they they were very upset about this and completely blew their record deal and have remained in obscurity ever since. They, I think they put out a record again in 2014. I, bet, I was going to say, I bet Kick Axe uh, has... They were like, what was that English band that had the gigantic kick drums? They had like, they were like huge. And that was like tall or deep? Deep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And was a band like that. They had, they had, the guy had a super signature looking guitar and it's on every cover of every record and on one it's like, I think it's like Rock the World and his guitar is like diving through the world, splitting it in half. <laughs> it, That's it's, amazing. It's not, it's not they as say, good. Some people say the world went in fire, some say yeah. ice, I say a giant guitar neck right I, through the earth. So, yeah. So anyways, they had, the, they were called, the, they thought American audiences couldn't handle the name Kick Axe, so they called him Spe- Spectre General on this. And they got mad, blew their deal, and never went anywhere. <laughs> and I was super excited to finally learn all this and check them out, and it turns yeah, out their the best songs but they can are the ones in the Transformers Prime soundtrack. Spectre General. So the, yeah. I, they, 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 it's not really that great. I just find it interesting to sort of like lines <laughs> in the sand that bands draw as a like random thing. It's like, yeah. no, we won't stand for this, and it's like, all right, you're dropped. Like, oh, fuck. Oh, <laughs> there's a good one for you. Impaled was like the Century Media. They were like, you got to remix this record. We're like, absolutely not. You should have. They been. were 100% correct. We absolutely should have, like, we should have re recorded that entire thing. The, the other one that I remember is Sabotage. <laughs> they did that single, Hard for Love. And Atlantic was like, we're not going to put this on a radio unless you change it to Hot for Love. And even as he's singing it, it sounds like, I am hot for you. Is it hard? Is it hot? I don't know. It's like, I was like, really? And Sabotage was like, no, our song is hard for love. We're not doing it. And so then, like, the next album, Fight for the Rock, they, like, label, like, totally overruled them and the album sucked and whatever. And I was like, that was your line? Like, we got integrity. Hard for love it is. <laughs> we were not changing That was, uh, what was it? Quiet Right didn't want to re- record, um... Uh, Come on, feel the noise. Yeah, they, so he, he turned in his, what he said was his worst vocal performance because he was hoping it would get rejected after they heard the cover. And then it turned out to be... To be their biggest hit. Their biggest hit. Like, and, you know, was it Metal, Metal Health of Driving Mad? And, like, and that is all anybody knows Quiet Right for. Yeah. I mean, other than you. Well, no, but it's interesting with Quiet Riot, too, because, like, <clears throat> I was watching this interview with Rudy Sarzo, and that dude has been, he was in Ozzy, like, after, right after Randy died, and uh, Bob Basil left, he was in Ozzy, when Ozzy was huge, and then he left Ozzy, and then Quiet Riot got huge, and they left Quiet Riot, joined White Snake, and then White Snake got huge, I was like, holy That's a good record. A dude's like, lightning, he was talking about it, he's like... You know, those bands, it's 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 so fucking rare to like get gigantic, and the only thing rarer than that is to stay gigantic. You know, and yeah. He's like, I've done it three times, which is like three times more than most people. And he's like, not because I'm the greatest, it's just fucking and, a bunch. And of here you're trying to do stuff. it with uh, Exhumed and Pounder and Gruesome. <laughs> I'll be the greatest C grade death metal guitarist of all time. <laughs> I'll put you in. Oh, thanks. That's pretty good. Okay, so <laughs> this is this is this is going to be a long way around this. I worked at a porno shop, and so did I. A long time. It was a he was, warehouse. He was a mop boy. Yeah. Mop no, it was a, it was a warehouse. He was like, and we were very big on those kids. Yeah. We were big on VOD to start with before anyone else. We were streaming stuff across the internet, like in in the early two thousands, which was very fresh technology. So we had to check what we encoded all the time. We were encoding VHS tapes. I had to watch everything, gay, straight, transsexual, like all of it. Um, and so one thing I had to watch was this 
Rage and Stein Studios, which was like a, a gay porn thing, and they're all big muscle dudes who basically just beat the shit out of each other while having sex. This one dude had nipples that were like fully like an inch and a half long from getting pulled and tugged so much, and he was known as the tit pig. And that all, all I'm, so the point I'm getting to is that Rekgar is a fucking tit pig. Look at those fucking nipples coming off of him. He's having some nasty, dirty, gay sex with his other junkies. And that's okay. I was going to say, I resent the implication. Oh, yeah. I'm not oh, trying to, look at those tit pig nipples. He's getting those tugged apart. The only thing I said is that it's nasty. Is that it's consensual that it's... No, nasty can be good. Okay, all right. I mean, I'm sorry. Is, is anal sex right? not always nasty? And it's totally fine. It is if it's done it's right. right. Homosexuals yeah. and heterosexuals, anal sex can be a beautiful thing. It's still involving a pooper. Not the way it's I still do. nasty. <laughs> it's like you might want to do it. See, look, and now he's dancing with Rodimus. It's still like, that one hole. Rodimus to pull his nipples. Rodimus is a handsome body. He's the all-American, like Luke Skywalker, Midwestern farm boy. Oh no, 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 no! He is right. No, Rodimus is not Luke Skywalker because Luke Skywalker was a dork. Well, no, I thought he got a Tachi for everything. He was a look. Like he looks like the all-American boy next door. Vision but he's of, more like the rod, hot rod, <coughs> as he's right here. He's more the uh, all-American quarterback. Right. Luke was more like a team exactly what he was—a guy stuck on the farm. Right. Yeah. It's a true, whole other year. He's like a small <laughs> town. So right now, when they see Ultra Magnus get put back together, do you think they're regretting putting Optimus Prime in the recycling? Boy, they should have tried harder to fix our leader. Yeah, like yeah, we could have just. <laughs> Eric Idle doing his best, I guess. Eric Idle's just like, whatever. Yeah, he's it's like, come in and say some weird catchphrases, sure, whatever, I don't give a fuck. And we also, we had just glossed over about we grown up with Ninny Bomb, which is one of the most important lines in cinematic history, because if we ever do meet aliens and you don't use the universal greeting, you're a fucking dumbass. <laughs> it will save your life. Learn, Live it, learn it, love it. Robert Stack, I remember... My mom would always want to watch Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah. And it terrified me as a kid because I remember she would like black out and I'm sitting there watching it right, you know, I'm in Florida and when growing up, I'm like a kid. And I remember it had come on and it would terrify me and be like, update. The man you just watched that he's outside your fucking house. And it, like, I would just draw all these conclusions in my head. So every time I, I can't watch it to this day, it's like on fucking it's Amazon or something. Yeah, and yeah. it freaked We tried watching it when I, and he was gone and I was just like, I can't fucking deal with this. See, I lift his head. I, I had the opposite thing because I knew him from an airplane and I, I was like, like solving unsolved mysteries. I was like, this motherfucker's trying to be serious. Like, no <laughs> way. He's Kramer, dude. Come on. Well, like, the shitty ones is they redid it with Dennis yeah. Farina and those are terrible. Oh, who cares? I never saw that. Uh, apparently, here's the thing about unsolved mysteries and Robert Stack. Apparently, I read an interview with like one of the people who worked at the telephone banks there. They actually solved a ton of crimes. That's how. And Robert Stack was like into it. And he hated the, like, the stupid ghost episodes and shit uh, like that. Like, they would get crazy calls, but they actually really did solve a lot of crimes and, like, catch people. And Robert Stack was, like, all about that. And then, then they would be like, all right, here's a ghost story. He's like, this is bullshit. And, like, get really <laughs> mad about having to do, like, the really dumb That's episodes. See, as a kid, though, I was the same age as Adam Walsh when he got abducted by Otis Toole. So that terrified – I used to go to oh, that I fucking – I much older than you were. I used to go to that fucking mall. It terrified me as a kid. And kids don't have that. Oh, so you have a geographic thing going on too. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, You're like it's close. Like by. I remember when cops come to school, it's just like, and they'd have that 
I don't know if you remember this or not. They had that out there. It was like this beware, Nick, this like black ghost looking fucking I, thing. That shit okay. scared me half to death. Really quick. This is, <laughs> yes. Speaking of, you know, there's that, there's that meme. It's like this, this scene should be taught in all cinema classes. It's like uh, the people about the Game of Thrones is bullshit. This, this scene right here is amazing and should be taught in any class on cinema. <laughs> because just watch it. Okay, so you know Con Transformers is already blowing my mind as a kid. But then just the, the whole thing where he's going to eat Cybertron now. So we've gone through the transformation. And just want y'all to appreciate this, like, this perspective that they do on this shot. Right. Like, he's like, he looks huge. And you're like, oh, he's going to fly to Cybertron. And you, you get the Galvatron. There right. you go. And you're like, oh, he's way far away. No, he's not. No, he's right He's there. right there. <laughs> he's as big as that fucking planet. And this is so... As a kid, I was just like, I also like how Galvatron was like, oh, fuck. I fucked up. Yep. I thought I was using this guy to get power, but... Megatron always did that. He's always fucking up. He calls a rose by any other name. is still a fucking dumbass supervillain. Wasn't there an episode of the season four thing after this where we were talking about earlier where it's just his fucking head shows up? Unicorn? Oh, yeah. yeah, Oh, no, no. It's it's after the end of this movie. They show his head. It's like the final scene. No, but there's there's an episode. They go to to it several times. That's what it is. That's probably what I'm thinking of. They they, they, got because it it is the moon and they. they I was gonna say, yeah, isn't his head like a planet? It becomes the new moon. That's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah. And I, I'm I'm just gonna go ahead. I'm just gonna brag. I cannot wait to transform Unicron because I plunked down the money. You got the seven hundred. I got Unicron. <laughs> I just had Jen, Jen if you're listening to this, <laughs> she's gonna Ross be dealing did not spend seven hundred dollars on her It was It was like, you know, like fifty seventy less than that. Anyways, <laughs> it was the largest transformer ever made. It was the last day. I just finished a successful Kickstarter right. with the Google comic book. Yep. And I was like, and I watched this movie that night because it was the next day it was the ending the whole thing was ending I watched the movie I was like do I really want do I really want it and I told my brother and I was like who's like he's not like me he's not a nerd he's a, he's a real estate guy he's like everything and I, and I was like Taylor I'm looking for any reason to not fucking buy this thing and he goes oh well, why would you buy just a dumb planet it doesn't transform and I was like did you look at the thing and he goes oh it does transform oh buy it because <laughs> he loves this movie too like that's a good matter yeah and I was like you son of a bitch fuck <laughs> buy it yeah. and so I'm getting the giant it's gonna be like it's like two and a half feet fucking tall that's pretty exciting it weighs 50 fucking pounds or something like that or no I'm sorry 20 pounds which is still really fucking heavy for a transformer, transformer. Jesus that's a so yeah I, shit. it's yeah. gonna be like the first new like I really only trade in like the vintage shit, basically trying to fix up the stuff I had as a kid. Is this a masterpiece thing that they did? It's no, it's part of the Siege series, which actually looks all like garbage to me. Because like everything has too many like circuit designs on it, but but the Unicron is sick as fuck. Yeah. So See, I, I bought that. I'm an asshole. Devastated they did a few years ago. <laughs> it's like that's like literally. You're gonna rent. be very happy. That's my rent. You get that. I spent you, one month yeah. of rent to get a fucking transformer. Did you see that? Pretty good that they did Ross, They did a devastator that's like to scale a few years ago. I bought it. I oh, where the one I was with you know, bigger and they're actually scale. Yeah. And I, I, I really splurged because they have one at Toys R Us and it was like, it looked kind of cool. Or you could get the one that was literally had the paint job that was a San Diego Comic Con exclusive. The green, like green and purple. And, like, and I bought it and it's the most beautiful thing. That's I what I was with. I did not get that. I have the original Constructicons. And see, like I said, I mostly trade vintage stuff that I had as a kid. So it's, it's beautiful, like, but, and it's already transformed in that one, which the other one wasn't. So all I have to do, I don't even have to take it. I just open, I get drunk sometimes. I just pet it. 
Because Devastator was that was my favorite toy. Like, I loved it. Devastator was a good toy. Sometimes, and I just edit. I do. Well, I just I walk out with like my beard, and I'm like, you can imagine. So I'm gonna have my unicorn. Unicorn. unicorn will be the size of a small child, That's and right. I will be drunk, and I will cradle. Yeah, you wake up to. And then it will trans. It will take me about an hour to transform him into a planet, and I will hang him up for about three seconds above the Terradrome as a moon. <laughs> that Cobra Commander can look up at as long as, as, looks funny. as long as there's no earthquakes that's good oh I was also told uh, Kyle Radar <coughs> mentioned uh, the dinosaurs go full on on Unicron's butt right here they're literally <laughs> oh, just yeah. attacking his ass look at this yeah. and he's like oh I got the roids <laughs> <laughs> I got the dinoroids that's great <laughs> so yeah so uh, just to mention yes the dinosaur the dinobots fully went in on Unicron's butt they knew something that they were. If you were trying to eat a planet, would you want your butt getting chewed at? I mean, oh, see, Danny. That's where the that's where the exhaust port is. You know, you gotta, yeah, they. You I got like swing fleas it. on a dog. I mean, they yeah. did. Leave. They said that he needs a new strategy. So, yeah. like, clearly, working on his butt didn't wasn't that great. Right. But uh, yeah, so here's here's Danny <laughs> showing he's good. fucking useless again. Here's this, and here's apparently a deluge of water for some reason inside of a gigantic robot. Dude, come on. Alright. Hey, second no prize of the day. Here you go. (laughs) Nice. That's what I'm hearing. (laughs) It's It's a crazy engine. It's cool. Now, this is, and this is another weird thing coming up where Danny, like, I mean, he saves the day, but like, like he's watching these robots get smelted. Like, which robots are those? <laughs> like, how many Autobots didn't he save? Look at this. Like, one, two, yeah. three, uh, four. Uh, That's a lot of fucking uh, robots getting smelted before he helps them. And that, that is a traumatic thing to see. Yeah, that's right kind of fucked. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're like moaning. It's awful. They're like peeling and then we have skin. I mean, at least... Oh, he's insane. Yeah, he saves... Yeah, he finally becomes useful. Oh, dad. No one likes... <laughs> but like, look, while he's trying to save them, about 20 fucking Transformers... He's like, he's like 12. He's panicking here. I'm just saying, I would feel some trauma and PTSD from like watching... One of these motherfuckers of go down. Of course you would. Just get Danny, dropped. Like, that's why it wasn't in later cartoons. It was just in therapy. I also <laughs> like that Unicron has safety measures within his body to close smelting pools. Yeah, he's a fail safe. <laughs> what was your first transform? Wind charger. We went over that earlier. Oh, my apologies, Matt. No, and I. No, no wait, actually. I think my first transform was like Cliff Jumper. Because he was one of the small ones. He was, yeah, the mini It was like my parents box, took yeah. me shopping and they're like, we'll just buy you some shit to shut you up. There was an episode. Do you remember the episode where he's hanging out with Hound and Hound's like, what the hell are you doing? Oh, he's like, hell, but yeah. he's got like a giant, then he's like, let me just get one shot at him. And he's got like this giant. Like, <laughs> he was a hot He was so was fucking hot. hilarious. And was this Cliff Jumper? They all have little mottos on the back. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, and I think his was strike hard, strike first, strike fast. Probably. <laughs> Which sounds like the best retro thrash. He also strike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the next warming around. Yeah, well, I, mean, I think Quartz was pretty good. There's a there's that one song they do about uh, uh, God, which the, the 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 beast cons, not the Predacons, but the other the ones that were like monster cons, and they straight up just use like lyrics like directly from the fucking file card. Might as well. Because Engorged was master of retro toy thrash metal. Before that was... Even a thing. Right. Uh, yeah, no, it's... Uh, Witcher or Soundwave was one of my first. I know I had Soundwave early, and that's one of my long-lasting ones. I still have my original Megatron. I still have my original Constructicons. I still have uh, my original Shockwave and a generic Shockwave that I got at the county fair. Really? He's yeah. great. That's a good score. But I've used parts from him to fix my the purple shock. But he was a knockoff? 
Yeah, it was a total knockoff. I also knocked. I also hooked him up to my garage opener once because I was. I, some people know I do some DIY electronics. I've been doing it for a while, and I hooked Shockwave up to my garage door and blew a breaker, and then I hooked him up to an actual plug. Just stuck two wires in the plug. I was like, "How powerful can we get the sound to go?" And I melted his inside, so he doesn't make sounds anymore. Shit. <laughs> blew some capacitors on him. I've been trying to. Someday I might actually fix them. Oh, see, now here we get the other fucking useless piece of shit grows up. <laughs> or not yet, no, I'm sorry. But no, is he rotted? Like, I can't remember. Yeah, he gets rotted. He has to become fucking Rodimus Prime now, or is it when he puts it in his chest? I think it's when he puts it in his chest. There goes Galvatron yeah. out by so much for gravity. Uh, oh, yeah, now here, yeah, so he, now he becomes full on Rodimus Prime. Nice. And the Matrix has, uh, throughout this movie, gone from two finger holes to four finger holes in random intervals. <laughs> Till all are one, motherfucker. Oh, no. Light our darkest hour, motherfucker. It's epic, right? Where Robert Stack failed, Judd Nelson. This is Judd Nelson at the end of Breakfast Club, raising his fist in the air. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I don't know why it blows up Unicron, but I guess we don't care, do we? We're just in nah, the point. There's... I do like it that his head's made up of a bunch of like CRT TVs like glued together. Right. Unicron. Yeah, this part's weird. Like, why does he rip off his leg? He's like, ow! Fuck this leg! That one was the most pain. It's right here. I will not be doing that to my Unicron toy. <laughs> it looks really cool. I can't wait. I saw it. I was, I was telling Gus to buy it. Why didn't Gus buy it? I didn't get eye surgery now. Oh, I gotta get my eye fixed and working. (laughs) Gus, you're a fucking wimp. Blindness would be worth it. You'd have one good eye to look at Unicron. Exactly. No, the guy, Ian Ian from Sick German, I said would go for him and fucking, like, helped him out with his eye surgery anyway. Oh, that's really nice, though. Yeah. I mean, Gus didn't ask him to. That was just, Ian just did that because he's a nice guy, even though he's stiffy for the I always knew the lad ahead of him. Now I'm gonna go help the hearts. These are my bosses. I'm sorry, I'm doing Lionel Standards lines from the beginning of Heart to Heart. So, true. I still watch that sometimes. I don't it's a good show. Sometimes. Yeah, it is good. It's about the benevolence of rich people to take care of poor people. <laughs> it's just that. It's just the greatest fiction of all. I've never, I've never watched Heart to Heart. So, here's another place. thing with Devastator. This is the reason that I bought that a few years ago. Because so, you like to pet toys? I do. But especially the ones from my childhood that I didn't get. So, my mom bought. So if you remember, okay, when Devastator's pieces, they were just by themselves. You had to find all of them, and then you put them together, yeah. right? Well, then Service Merchandise, if you ever went in there, had a fuck, they had a fucking complete set of them. That's the one I got. No, listen to this. This is what was so harsh. I find it, right? I'm like, Mom got it for me for Christmas. Nope. Gave it to some kid that was from like a poor home and gave it to him for Christmas. I didn't get the motherfucker. That stupid poor kid, fuck him. I was. I was like, you son of a bitch. And I remember this is so petty and I feel so bad because I'm like, so, <laughs> okay, my mom is so that. sick now. I mean, when you're like, when I, you're like a kid. No, I literally brought the argument up like in my 20s once. I was like, you gave my fucking devastator away. You're in 20s. <laughs> okay, wait. Me. So here's, here you go. Here's the series. I feel so bad about Unicron it. Unicron is a moon. And by the way, the toy that I'm getting, his head comes off and you can have it as a moon. Nice. That's amazing. I, I have a similar story. I remember my parents told <coughs> me if I could raise my grade in PE, they were going to give me the Ewok Village for Christmas. So this would have been 83. That's a good toy. This is a good toy. And I was like, okay, cool. And being naive, I raised my grade and I never brought it up. 
And then come Christmas, I didn't get it. And I still didn't say anything. I was like, because, uh, I don't know, I just, I just believed in that there was inherent justice. Just in happened. the world? Oh, wow. I mean, you, you learned something. to fight for it and argue for it. And then, like... Frank Walker, look at that list really yeah. quick. Look at that list for Frank Walker. Soundwave, Megatron, Rumble, Frenzy, Wheelie, and, and Random Junkie on. Wow. <laughs> Tell us, man. But yeah, I, I do remember bringing that up with my parents like a couple years later, and I was like, what the fuck? In third grade, I got up to a B in PE, like you asked me to, no fucking Ewok Village. And that's why I'm a <laughs> fucking student now. And they're like, what hey, the hey, Instacola, fuck yes, Instacola, you rule. And I think they're responsible for score arranged and produced. But anyway. I had the Ewok Village, it was sick as fuck. Dude, Which I also just recently sold in the last two years and got a good price for it. Uh, the only thing I have it. left is my Dagobah playset, which I love. Did, did you sell the phone? Or did it rot? No, I've got it. Oh, my phone rotted away when I was like... <laughs> by the time I was like... I mean, this is never, I've never opened it. I had two. What? My mom would buy one for me and one for like my cousin, and then my cousin would be like, I don't so want you that. you multiple Star Wars toys, but you couldn't, I have get, some a, you couldn't get a Devastator? No, no. <laughs> no wonder you were so mad. She made the damn I swear. And it's, I'm telling you, I will never have <laughs> the argument. I had wrecked my car... And the insurance was paying for everything. It was fine or whatever. She's just like, I can't believe you wrecked your fucking gun. And I was just like, you never got me fucking devastated. You <laughs> fucking kid. You're like, you just keep it in your that, back pocket. You never forget that, that toy yeah. that they just but, Yeah, my, my coworker, Brian, he told me the story. Uh, Brian he used to be in the band Storm Girl. And he told me the story about, like, he went, they went to get, he was so excited he was going to get an Adat. Ad. That's a big deal. Yeah. That was Adat. I never had one of those. That was a sick toy. And he went there, and he got sick and, like, barfed in the parking lot. And so they, his mom had to take him home, and he never got an ad at. Ah. Like, they never they never took him back for an ad at. So he's like, what the fuck? I just got sick. Why didn't I get my ad at? He's, like, 36, telling me these problems. Right, right. <laughs> Is it the one you put the snow pilot in or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah the pilot. It looked like a big, yeah. basically looked like a big giant dog yeah, that was made of gray shit. metal. Yeah. So it was a great toy. I never had one. So this movie's over. So, anyways, uh, we're on tour. <laughs> yeah, would you like to do any? This we forgot to talk about metal almost entirely. Yeah, Transformers are made of metal. This is metal. They are. Yeah, yeah. it's true. It's Transformers metal. is pretty metal. I mean, you know, Spectre General is metal. Yeah. Lion. Let's let's go through it really quick. Exhumes on tour. We got a new record, Horror, out. It's fucking awesome. I love it. No songs about Transformers. No song, but the, but the first Exhumes <laughs> songs about zombies. Yes. Huh. Exhum is is getting even dumber. <laughs> and more knuckle dragging, but but fun, but fun. Yeah, I mean, we're trying to have fun, and not all the par- party thrashers don't get to have all the party. Death metal guys can have parties too. That's right. It's a very good party record. Well, yeah, it's just like going back to the the other stuff that we were doing at the same time when we were watching all this shit. It was like trying to watch horror movies and get your parents, like, or your friends' parents, like, trick them into somehow renting. Whatever, you know, whether it was Toxic Avenger or fucking Lee or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's something that I think about sometimes scenes. it's kind of crazy. It's like, I turned 11 in 86, and yes, I was, I did enjoy this movie, and I was still, like, playing with my action figures, but I was also, like, you know, seeing Toxic Avenger, and like, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> guts got ripped yeah. out. So, uh, apparently I've just been the same person. My entire life. Oh, yeah, we haven't grown up at all. I just, I just have a I bought life. a fucking Unicron. I just have a collection now. That, that's the yeah. only difference. So, uh, it's all this, you know, very formative shit uh, surrounding this whole era. Uh, and, uh, yeah. It's, so, that's horror. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun party time. 
It's party! Da, da, it's, it's party time! So yeah, so it's yeah, it's it's, it's a it's a throwback. And speaking of throwbacks, I'm gonna just go ahead and plug. I I drew a comic <laughs> for the band Ghoul. So I finally got my first. Like, how long have we been drawing comics together? Since I first met Matt, I, we I used to play in the tenth grade. Yeah, we were. I was. I was sixteen by then. We, were you in tenth grade and I was a junior? You were a year ahead of me, even though you're younger than me. Right. If you were well, about a month. Yeah, but you're still. Well, you were a year ahead <laughs> yeah. of me in school, though. Yeah, I graduated ninety three. You graduated. I got held back in kindergarten because apparently I was a stupid kindergartner. I don't know. <laughs> my parents started me early, even though they said that he doesn't. He lacks the emotional maturity, but he's smart. Yeah. So my mom's like, just shove him out there. I want this little fucker around here. <laughs> so, but me and Matt have been drawing comics together for for years. Matt's got a whole comic thing. I'm not going to get into because that's still in the works and right. will happen to be awesome. I, I have a, a comic book that I've not tried hard enough to sell, but I have like the, all the pitch materials and like nine, awesome, two, eight finished pages Bad. and several issues worth of story. But I just between building a recording studio. Having a job, playing three bands, uh, being married, going on right. tour. I just haven't had like two weeks to sit down and like look up every single publisher and with their submission right. evidence. So hopefully somebody will buy it. I don't know. So my thing was, I was like, no one's ever going to pay for my shitty art to be in a comic book. <laughs> so, but you know who would? Ghoul fans. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I hooked up with the band and drew a comic. So that's a thing I'm plugging. Ghoul Born to Kill. I'll have it for sale online. The Kickstarter was very successful. It if you come to an exhibit show, you can get a copy there. That's true. Awesome. It is signed by the writer and artist. That's not true. If you, I mean, you can ask me to sign it, but they don't come. Well, I'm just saying you can track me down. Yeah, track me down. It's not pre-signed. Not no, it's, it's, not, it's not pre-signed. It but comes with a certificate of authenticity. It, it, unless you got, if yeah. you bought off Kickstarter, graded. it's pre-signed because that's gonna get one of graded the graded things. Oh, and, look at that. So yeah, we had a bunch of things, and it was. Much more successful than I ever deemed possible, and so we'll hopefully get another one. It looks really together. cool. The, it is I'm pretty stoked on it. I haven't seen the physical. I would like to see. I the enjoy the shit. Copy. Yeah. It's, really it's a throwback to old Warren horror magazines. Yeah, I think it's more EC-ish, but it's a little bit of both. It's, it's I mean, it, it's it's an anthology thing that has like kind of a host thing going on, and I guess because you use the same letter and font. I, I did, yeah. I mean, I also like the Spoiler. cover. I, I based on old Warren. Magazines, the uh, lettering based on EC, where it was like using the same kind of like uh, it's an old drafting font, because yeah. I love all that old shit. And so we got that together, and and, uh, and it goes further than Ghoul. It's not just like Ghoul's funny and eats people. It's like oh, this whole mythos or, or, or not the reality around them. Sorry, I didn't mean to say mythos. Sorry, Ghoul. The whole reality <laughs> around them after talking to them about their crazy country, and there's a whole bunch of other things in the goes around it goes around their story on the records and tells other things that's going on in Creepsylvania so that's that's my personal plug I guess on this thing and what I've been working on for Matt was there when I was like drawing it while on tour with uh, when we were going through South America you could have been you know writing some new Zoom songs but (laughs) you you would just reject them don't worry about it I'm not great I wrote two Zoom songs ever in the 90s, probably something like that. You wrote two. And, and even then, I had to fight the drummer at the time on him. He's like, this is bullshit. And I was like, just fucking play it! I, thought, <laughs> I think at least one of them is pretty fucking good. The other one was, eh. See, this is what I'm talking about. So I'll be cracking right on. I'm writing some more Zoom material. So I can get, eh. 
Obviously. We've known each other a long time. We can talk to each other this way. Yeah. So, anyways, and we were on this great tour. Uh, I want to give uh, shout outs to Gate Creeper, Judiciary, and Necrot. Necrot are my boys from Oakland. So, I've known all those guys a long time. Haven't toured with Gate Creeper before. Saw them, played a really early show with them a long time ago in Arizona. And they've been fantastic to tour with and Judiciary. This is actually, this is a super easy tour. It's a real nice tour because all the bands are cool. Everybody gets along. There's no bullshit and uh, no assholes. Like nobody fucking pulling weight around and shit. Right, right. It's been a really good tour. So I just want to, yeah. We're probably the biggest assholes on the tour. Definitely the drunkest assholes on this tour. Yes. Somebody's got a party around here. This is rock and roll tour. Right. So, So come on, guys. So, oh, I feel like I'm taking over this. Do you have anything you want to ask? Yeah, let me ask. So, <laughs> Sorry. How, how long have you? Because I'm actually one of this. How long have you been? So you've been drunk haunts your whole. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. From the first day, I can remember, I was drawing a GI Joe knockoff, the Whip Team, and like oh, Whip team. team. Yeah, he's seen he's seen my shit when I was like, like, like five. Like, yeah, 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 no, that's that's cool. Man. You'll be the leader. I'll be the gymnast. Yeah, which makes no sense. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I like he love, he remembers this dialogue. <laughs> I don't remember which one is it doesn't Ironhide or whatever, but I remember Ross's whip team. But yeah, it's, yeah. you know, you're yeah. like a, in elementary school. Yeah. And then as soon as we met in high school, me and Cole and Matt would be drawing like we came with like super teams and we were drawing comics together and like crossing over characters and nothing. You know, it was like I don't even think we ever even finished like a full story. We would just no, like, we just, just kind of we were more. Um, I worked at a comic store. Ross was a customer there. <laughs> and um, not I mean, we met because of Cole because I went to high school right. with Cole and then Matt started Cole's the original you worked at the comic store yes. after I already met you right and then um, we used to get together every Saturday I guess and we would play the TSR Marvel Superheroes tabletop role playing game oh yeah and we sort of started using the Marvel characters and then the campaign evolved and eventually we just ditched the Marvel Universe completely and we just like we already have like 20 or 30 different characters. We'll just play these characters instead. Yeah. Populate our own world. That went on until like senior year when I was about to get laid. And I was like, all right, guys. I know this campaign has been going on like two and a half years. But like, let's fucking move it along here. Come on, I got nipples. <laughs> who, who were the characters? Do you remember who you guys were originally when you started playing? Oh, we would do different campaigns where we just choose different characters. Oh, so, so like, different. And I, and I think there was, there was a really good campaign I ran that made Cole and Matt really bad. I think you were Hawkeye and someone. I can't remember. It was another like low power character. I ran this whole campaign. It was brilliant. And then right at the end, they oh, got really mad at me. Robot George Bush. Yeah. And George, <laughs> at the very end, it was like this whole conspiracy thing. And then <laughs> at the end, it was like George Bush, because I've hated the Bushes for that fucking long. And I've always hated Ross Reagan. was woke before being woke. Was or at least political and definitely woke Ross. left. Very ironic. So yeah. George Bush at the end of this whole campaign comes out in an exosuit. And they were like, Ross, we fucking hate And they like, he's like, I fired acid arrow to his eye and I rolled the dice. And I was like, oh, I guess we're done. Hawkeye was a champ when we fucking played him. Hawkeye was one of my favorite characters. He always had so yeah, we did. Right. That was a notorious campaign that I ran. That's not Evil Bush. Evil Bush. Yeah, they called it Evil Bush. That was Cole. Cole was like, He's really? We did this whole thing and it's Evil Bush, man. Yeah. And then Ross is like, it's not Evil Bush, it's, it's George Bush and he's in an exoskeleton. Evil Bush, man. Yeah. And I was like, yep, Evil Bush, man. <laughs> so we were really cool kids. Yeah. Well, we're, like, we got to the Bush. Hell of an imagination. <laughs> yeah. We were really 
cool kids uh, that could not attract a woman with a, yeah. with a fucking million Who needs them when you got superheroes, man? We didn't need them until... Yeah, you, you need them. Eventually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You need them. So you're like, where the fuck did everything go in my life? Oh, no. So that So yeah, but yeah, we've both been drawing and shit forever. Yeah, that was like my, my first career choice as a kid. Once I realized that superpowers weren't real, I was like, all right, <laughs> cool, I'll become a comic book artist. And then somewhere along the line, like when I was like 11, I guess, or maybe, yeah, I think it was 11, I, I heard Metallica and I was like, well, fuck comics. And then a couple <laughs> years later, when I started working when I was 15, I was like, cool, now I have a job and a guitar already, so now I can start buying comics again. <laughs> and I bought my first guitar by my, my granddad was an antique dealer. So I sold my comic book collection for like 350 bucks or whatever. And then once I got a job a couple of years later, I bought it back off of him for 350 Actually, I think he charged me 400 because he's fucking trying to teach me. Wow. Trying to sold us. Yeah. And I, yeah. And I was like, wait a sec. Where did Amazing Spider-Man 298 go? That one's worth, ah, oh, fuck. Somebody bought that one. But anyway, <laughs> so I got the vast majority of my comic collection back. Started working in comics. And then I was more into comics and shit like that. And then but I was hanging out with these guys. Idiots. And they kind of brought me into metal. And they were like, well, why don't you just learn to fucking play bass? And I did this kind of like half-ass band with Matt and then with some other guys. And they're like, oh, he can actually do vocals. Well, this other guy's kind of flaking on us. So, Ross, why don't you fucking just learn? So then that was like, kind of how I just came into music. And one... I didn't even know how to play bass, and they're like, "Well, we just kicked the bassist out, so you better learn." And I was like, "Okay." So like one weekend, I mean, I kind of was like dicking around and drop D and fucking around, and but yeah, that was like I, I was just wanted to hang out with buds, so and that's what I'm still doing, I guess. So that's cool. Yeah, it was like right before the Hemdale split. Yeah. Well, you've been playing bass for three months, so you know this. I think it was probably less than. Let's mix that down. <laughs> All right, no problem. Jason Newstead it. Yeah, because yeah, uh, I think you played on like four or five of the songs. I played on about whatever half of it. I couldn't, I didn't have time to learn all of it. Like, we literally, Matt Widener was ejected from the band. Like, like, he quit. Or he quit. Or, okay, he quit. But it was like literally like a week before we were going to go record it. And then, of course, with Pendale. So I had a camping trip with my family, and I spent all weekend trying to learn as much as I could. I recorded about half of it, Matt recorded the other half. So, but ever since then, I've been very adamant that, like, nobody records my bass parts unless somebody tapped the song out wrong. Right. We, there was, there was, was, was a very recent emergency situation where one song had to be done on the fly because we had a flight to catch. Yeah. So. Well, also, yeah, Sebastian wasn't fully integrated into the songwriting process the way that it is now. Basically, like, we're yeah. very... We're an extended family. We're on like very. We're on separate coasts. Yeah. One's in the Midwest. Um, and then me and Matt actually live about four hours apart. So it was kind of like uh, it, we, everyone has kind of like learned and send their parts in. Yeah. And uh, one guy doesn't know how to tap stuff out. He's getting better. Amazing musician. Just he's not. He's he's he's. Well, they're two separate skill sets. Playing the guitar is one thing, and then doing your notation and everything. Yeah. yeah. It's a different. I didn't know how to do it for years. I only went how to do it like five years ago. Yeah, I'd say about the same. Like, right? Like, I had no idea. Like, oh, what's this guitar pro thing? I guess I should fuck around with that. Like, very recent <laughs> that I can actually write things down. Right. I mean, being, now I I know more about fucking musical notation from using that program and doing the tablature than I ever did for years. I mean, I took keyboard classes and 
chorus classes and shit, and I've learned more from Guitar Pro than I ever did from any of those fucking music teachers. You ever take the Guitar Pro shit and uh, put it in the game engine and make 8-bit songs out of it? Yes. Of course I have. (laughs) Of course I have. It's great. I mean, that's how (laughs) all of my songs started. It's like, I'll just come up with a riff or whatever, and I'll just write it out, it becomes a little fucking 8-bit thing, and then I'll I'll record a demo and then send it to the guys, and it's just... I think I wouldn't be able to like do multiple projects and stuff as much without it because before I would come up with a riff and then if we didn't practice for like three weeks I would, would just yeah I remember having a four track I think the first like death metal song I ever wrote was written on a nylon string acoustic guitar <laughs> my mom's old guitar I think that was just, that's what I I didn't have a guitar I saved my money up for a bass I think after playing one that you had lying around for a while so like that's, that was like how I fucking shit and like I have to just try to remember it and show it to people it's really convenient age to be living as a musician dude it's, I can't imagine doing this bi-coastal shit without some programs like that I mean even without just email yeah how the fuck would you do it you're like cool so I set up my four track I recorded the song on my drum machine <laughs> then I put a tape in the mail then I called you on the phone once you got it <laughs> And then I had to change one part, so then I had to do it all over again. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, I remember that. No, that's fucking impossible. So the studio that you made, so it's, which I'm going to refer to as, like, Casso Delect. It's, like, in the first Superman where he's all the way under the, remember they have to go by the subways. <laughs> what did you call it? Lex Luthor, Casso Delect. He's just like, man, that's You remember where he's like, <laughs> I'm a man, because when he told me about it on the phone recently, I was like, that's what popped in my head. I was like, it's it's like the Lex Luthor layer. I mean, it's just it's sort of like our our band HQ. Um, we have a screen printing shop in the front where we screen a lot of our shirts, like the shit we saw in here tonight. And then we have the control room, which is also like the office, like all our tour receipts and all that paperwork shit goes there. You know, whatever the label sends us. Um, so that's all filed away in there, and then we have the live room where all the gear is set up, and basically the live room is just ready to, you can just record in there. It's all soundproofed and, and you know, treated and everything, and it was, um, it was a big project doing it. I mean, just to the, le- the level of insulation and, and sound deadening was, it was eye-opening and very expensive. For a band like us, anyway. And thankfully, our drummer, Mike, uh, is a construction guy. He builds houses and fucking floors and whatever. So, I mean, if if we didn't have someone in the band like that, we never could have done it. Because I don't know shit about drywall. Even after doing it, I'm like, well, now I know maybe, like, the concept. But I wouldn't, you know. Right, actually. So we had to frame all these walls and put in insulation and... We're gonna do like three layers of drywall on the ceiling and like just crazy shit, um, which I'm sure to anyone doing construction is not crazy. But to me, <laughs> yeah. I was like, holy fuck! It's nice to have a band with we have different people mm-hmm. with different skill sets and, and everybody like contributes. Is it right now? It seems it feels like a very good unit. Yeah, everybody just doing their job, and if you can't contribute this way, you contribute in another way. Right. I mean, Ross is a graphic designer and visual artist. So it's like if we need something mocked up, or, and he also works at a screen printing shop. So even if he's three and a half hours away in Oakland, we can he can put the graphic together correctly so that our guy down the street can give us the screens and we can start printing shirts. 
Mike does construction. Dylan, uh, our production guy, also does construction. They both screen print. Dylan uh, builds a ton of shit for the stage show. Right, which is so the same stuff stage. you'll see later tonight. Awesome. The stuff he's built up for our stage show this evening. He's got everything in tonight, so it's, it's yeah, all yeah. I don't want to spoil it. You can talk about it a little bit. Right. Yeah. Um, or whatever, however that works. But yeah, <laughs> like, and Baz is just a badass shredder who fucking also keeps us laughing because he's still a kid who has spirit in his eye. I'm like, ours is right and crushed. He's like, hey guys, let's go party. I'm like, really? Doesn't have that twinkle. Okay. But he's, he's a fantastic musician and he also, I mean, even though he's a lot younger than us, he's been like spearheading Noisem for years. Yeah. So, he, he's really he's t- on top of shit with like sound and engineering because absolutely he's been like DIYing it like for a long fucking time. Right. He's I mean in terms of within the band itself, not the extended family, he's certainly the most competent audio engineer. Absolutely, hundred percent. So it's um he really is like a good. He's breaking by yelling. Like he, I finally got someone to gear down with and like talk about goofy gear with him. He's like he's already he's. He talked to me about he read my blog as a kid and I'm like he's talking about shit now I'm like okay I have no fucking idea where you're working. <laughs> he's like well beyond anything I have right I mean, even though I work at a company doing like uh, instrument electronics that's like my day job he's way past what I'm into so, so it's yeah great. it's great we've got a really good unit of, of really good hardworking people and and, uh, and hopefully that's showing on this tour and we're and on the record, having fun on the yeah, record yeah, yeah. We all get along, and it's it's kind of weird because we used to do these tours, and people were like, "Oh, do you have any crazy stories from the road?" I'm like, "Absolutely, here you go." <laughs> Nowadays, we're like, "Oh, so you have any crazy stories from the last tour?" I was like, well, "We got really wasted, but we did it at our friend's house while watching movies, and, and then we got then the van the the time the next day, <laughs> and we made it to the show 15 minutes late because we're animals." <laughs> <laughs> Whereas before, like, oh yeah, we found this guy like asleep on a roof, kind of shit or whatever. That is a real yeah. story. Yeah. <laughs> Who was asleep on the roof? I'm not going to well. I was our old bass player. Oh, okay. He was quite a, he's, he's a good guy and also a party fucking animal. He, you know, he's kind of a jerk on high. Like, he's a wonderful dude. Uh, really funny, like, really sweet guy. But, you know, he, there's a certain point in intoxication where a, a switch would reliably flip. And, I mean, I'm not saying anything that <coughs> he and I haven't discussed, sure, sure, very, sure. frankly, or that he wouldn't admit to. I'm not trying to put anybody right. on blast. And it just got to the point where it was, you know, making every, everybody's life more complicated. Sure. And so I was like, yeah. You know, that's, that's the thing, kids. Tour doesn't have to be complicated. It is a right. job, but it's a job you can drink at if you can handle your drink. Yeah. And all you got to do is get in the fucking band because most likely you're not the driver. There's only going to be one out of like six or seven people. Sometimes you get a driver. Right. But, or one guy, there's always one guy in the band who will take over for that shit. All you got to do is get in the band on time. Get the show, put in play the songs pretty well. Yeah. And not even great because I'm in the band. So, like, you know, the song's great. (laughs) You're a vocalist bassist. (laughs) I'm a vocalist bassist. So, what about your friends in Ghoul? What are they doing besides that? They are uh, going to be working on some new material, I think, in the next year. Uh, it's, it's a little overdue, and uh, but they're 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 not going to be touring a whole lot for a little bit. They they've got some little numbskulls to take care of right now. So right on. 
and uh, but you know, they, they, Ghoul's definitely still around and doing shit. Uh, just haven't done say, much musical output. They just played a show right before this tour. Yes, they did play a show. I got to play a show with them Impaled. Nice. Impaled that still kind of sort of exists. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, we're not really writing anything, but we still play shows with people. I mean, it's, it's been play. 15 years we're not <laughs> writing a song now. Hey, if they pay us to fucking play the same old songs, <laughs> like, what the fuck? I'm telling you. I mean, that, and it, I mean there's like people in the pale that are like, uh, Raul Drummer is very, uh, he's just like graduated UC Berkeley and Which just. Is awesome. Yeah, yeah he's, ki- he's kicking ass in his own life and he's, you know, he's focusing on just getting. Like being a real person, not like me who's sitting here drinking Bud Light with you watching Transformers the movie. Buying seventy dollars That's like I feel like that's the most adult thing I've ever. I thought that's what. <laughs> because if you have seven hundred dollars to spend on a Transformer, you are an adult. I did something yeah. successful this year. You did. I did one successful thing this year that said, "All right, you also I even give myself one made a record." I mean, that right? Was a thing. Yeah. 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 Well, so anyway, <laughs> I got to hear from you. Still It's just the. What about uh, Gruesome? Uh, we are working on a new record. We have three songs that are demoed at this point. Um, we're kind of just talking about the logistics of when and where and how we're going to record it. Um, the original plan was to go to more sound, but I don't know that Jim and Tom Morris still work out of there. So I think we may record the album somewhere else and then get them involved in the mixing process because I'm not one of the people that like fetishizes gear like, oh, it's the same board that blah. Yeah, right. Fuck about that. <laughs> However, someone's ears, I definitely believe it. Sure. He definitely fetishizes ears. Uh, ears. <laughs> I would lick He's like, shit out of my Look at those ears. <laughs> that lobe is just hanging out. tantalizing <laughs> So, uh... Certainly before the first half of next year is over, we will have a new record. Awesome. So, and then my other band, Pounder, my traditional metal band. Which I can't find the CD of. Oh, it's on House Headbangers. Shit. I don't know. Okay, I don't know. guess so. We, uh, Let's go on. When I get home, we're working on a, a, an EP that most is mostly recorded. Awesome. So I'll just kind of like let my throat heal for this tour and then go in and I've listened to it. It's good. I like it. I just never could. Cool. I mean, if you like, you know, New England British Heavy Metal and Wasp and uh, early Metallica and stuff, then I like it. You know? I was going to say that earlier. Wasp was like a huge thing for me when I was a kid. Fuck yeah. yeah. Wasp was a big influence on Exhumed, honestly, because I remember in the 90s, you know, just talking about the stage show that they would do with the raw meat and the fucking fake blood and everything. Yeah. And how many times did we talk about trying to figure out how to saw a saw blade? <laughs> All of us wanted fucking Blackie's gauntlets, and, and we could not figure out how to make a saw blade. I now. saw them on. Now I know several metal workers who probably can do that for me. Yeah. They opened for Kiss, and they, and I love Kiss, but they were you know this is like eighties Kiss, which I still like. But eighties Kiss has some yeah, players. they did, and, and this was like Animalize, I think. Okay, or maybe. but Wasp was so scary. They were. Right. It was so so fuck. And that first Wasp album to me is one of the best records. I think it's, it's a fucking, classic. It's, it's like a Sleeping in the Fire, all that shit. Front to back. B.A.D. I, I, I think my first exposure to Wasp was, was that movie Dungeon Master with Richard Mall. I've got that on Blue. They literally play in hell. Not Ghoulies 2? No. Dungeon Master with Richard Mall. I don't know if they were in the movie, but the they were song in Ghoulies 2. Oh, Ghoulies 2 was just a song. Okay. Scream until you like it. But I'm one of those people where it's like we went, it was the most depressing thing. We went back and like 
early 2000s to see them. And they had kicked Chris up, and I'm like, I gotta have Chris. The weird thing about Chris Holmes is that, I mean, people will never hear this, and I'll point him here, so it doesn't really fucking matter. He's kind of a shitty guitar player, but he's. He's just. He's just the guy for that band. Right, I just don't like, know. Like, it doesn't matter. Always this really. Right, and it, it is, I mean, it, as much as watching interviews with him in the last 20 years is sort of depressing. Right. Oh, it, it is. Yeah, and he's like, he's somebody was like thing. selling his car. Depressing. Right? Right? That's the answer. Right? Right? I'm sorry. And stuff like his mom's sort of, watching him drink He's a bit of a, I mean, even in, I guess, you can see it coming in Decline of Western Civilization. Yeah. Too, yeah. That it's, he's sort of a tragic comic figure. But it's pretty cool. whatever the thing is that him and Blackie together... I it's, fucking love it. It's I don't like know. It's just Blackie's three and Chris Holmes is two. You put them together and you get eight somehow. Like, yeah. I don't know how that works, but it was just there was something there. Yeah. That last tour that I saw them on, that they well, it was the only time that they were down south. It was them in Motorhead. It was like the late nineties. That KFD record or whatever. Oh, kill fucked up. But playing all the, I mean, the record I don't even remember. But I, they were playing all this old shit, and I was just like, this is. It was just fucking cool. Like I, but seeing them when I was a kid on Last Command, I was like, they had their heads on a fucking stake and the thing, and he's throwing like fucking raw meat in the crowd, and I was like, oh, this is the coolest shit ever. Like I fuck, because I was like, it's fucking horror movies and stuff. Right. I mean, <laughs> Wasp was was very confrontational and really, you know, geared into. I mean, they were like Kiss was in nineteen seventy. Five or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, it was the same sort of shock value meets, like, badass rock and roll. Like, they had the songs, they had the image, like, it was a total package. And it's, it's rare when you have that kind of synergy between great production, great songs, great playing. Wasp at least had great production, great songs. I never saw and that first tour, but they had, like, girls dressed up nude and, like, oh, yeah. nun outfits. How did you, I, wait, how do you dress up nude? <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, they were nude, and they had, right? And I found one of them on Facebook, and then she read me the fucking ride. I'm like, "Fuck you! Don't fucking message me, motherfucker!" And the, I never did. Well, that. you never should have sent her that dick pic to start with. <laughs> Unsolicited. That's not a good way to start. But I was, I just, I've always thought they were just the coolest thing in the world. They're like the one band that I, when I was a kid, I thought they were fucking awesome. I think Wasp was kind of cool because they like fit in with the whole like cock rock hair metal thing but they also have this much darker edge I mean I remember actually talking to the guys from uh, Emperor back in the day in the early 2000s and they're like yeah like Wasp was like a massive influence and I was like huh so they've got like you know because I kind of thought that you know we were the only people like Jock and Wasp in the 90s like in the extreme thing and uh, no I think they had a pretty Impacts that was maybe more understated than like Slayer or whatever, but their live show was far more extreme than any like thrash band. Well, for me too, like that bass player that played on Inside the Electric Circus, he robbed a fucking bank in Texas. Just walked in there another day and robbed the fucking. I mean, they were all fucking bashing. I mean, that's what I used to say when people like, oh, Black Metal is so crazy. I was like. Vince Neil killed his friend too, motherfucker. That's just, yeah. yeah, but not From on purpose. A, <laughs> Hanoi Rocks or whatever. And has never really apologized for it. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny Ross was trying to think of Yeah, he fucking... I mean, those guys are just... I just thought... When I was a kid, I thought that was the crazy. And now, Blackie Lawless is a born-again Christian. Yeah. yeah. You know, like a beast. And when you look at Blackie Lawless, you get sad. 
It is depressing. I mean, like, I realize I'm not in the same shape I was at 25 or anything like that, but, like, I can still wear most of the same clothes. <laughs> like, my pants might be like, oh, this is a little snug. Blackie Lawless looks like someone who ate Blackie Lawless. He looks like a, he does, he looks like a <laughs> witch. Yeah. He's, he's like, like an old right, Trump he's, witch. He's like, ah! He's got, he still has a high on, and he's wearing, like, an NYPD t-shirt. <laughs> That's, like, quite... Well, kind of so looks like Zoom Wasp tour. That's <laughs> <laughs> been shot right there. Yeah. Just with my shoes. Don't match you. Looks like an eagle. No, no. Of course, of course, of course, of course. Yeah. Real quick. Unless anybody wants to watch J.J. Yeah. 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 Thank you guys so much for taking the time to do this with us. That's amazing. Crazy media plug before we stop. I think we did the plugs. Yeah, we plugged. Oh, yeah, we did at the beginning. People's asses have been plugged. Yeah, they've been they've watched Transformers the movie, and if anybody made it this far, they're they're amazing people. They're regretting their lives. <laughs> this is like a Doctor Ross Sewage out. <laughs> Matt Harvey from Exhumed. I just want you to know you got the touch. What about Esquire? <laughs> I thought you had a title. I want to be back with the people. I'm sorry. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ! Bernie Sanders, motherfucker. <laughs>